like I saw some like articles. It was like, I mean, if you got that type of ego that you need to say that, then it was like, say pause. <laughs> like that's what they was telling him. It was like he needs to say pause. Is pause better than no homo? Yes. Why? Nigga, what? I mean, no homo. To me, no homo just means I didn't mean that in a gay context. Yeah, but like it can be. I guess niggas can feel it if I was like. No black, <laughs> no hetero, like no label, whatever the label is. Like I didn't mean that in a nigga. Bro, no homo way. is not offensive. No broke, <laughs> like just it's just a label. See, this is what I'm talking about. Wh why are you doing this? Yes. Oh, I know you. <laughs> not this on here. But I do. I'm trying to ask questions. Why do you have to say that? Raven, Raven, you ain't on the show. Yes, I am. Raven, close the door. <laughs> it's not <podcast>. Executive producer, <laughs> EP. <laughs> Bro, I don't think no homo's offensive for real. But I nigga, mean, you're not gay. Bro, that is so true. That is so true. Like I always speak on how other people should feel about situations that don't. Like I'm not the person that can be hurt, and I get so offended when, when like, white people when do white that people do that. Does, I'm like, bro. you don't know. It's like, nigga, how you gonna and tell me? I'd be so me? quick to do the same thing. You are completely right. Let me shut my ass up. No, I'm not. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Man of Homes podcast. I'm your host, Tyo. And today I'm joined by my by a repeat guest for the first time. Got the homie Jay Woods. We good Woods. What's up, boy? Man, chillin', chillin'. What you been on? Man, been waiting to get back on the show. Uh, first repeat guest. Thanks for having me on the first time. Thanks a million times more to having me on again. Yeah, y'all been y'all been doing numbers. Like y'all are definitely one of my most viewed episodes. Like I got 50 or something but <laughs> well shit let me say something about that i don't know if you told the people but 1000 yeah yeah, one yeah. thou out congratulations yeah, thousand, that's that. crazy like that shit that's a big deal it's a thousand times people have sit down and listen to me talk for at least two hours yeah well not just me but me and my friends talk for at least two hours and that's crazy that's a big deal uh, i really appreciate that and i thank y'all for the love and support and i hope that y'all keep doing that i know people are like getting 1000 in like <laughs> five minutes literally but that's funny yeah. But uh, definitely appreciate the love. Uh, keep liking, reviewing, uh, rating, sharing. I appreciate all of it. But um, as, usual, we're, as usual, we're in the drink for the day. What we got? What you guys drinking on, Woods? So uh, this is called The Mirror. And the I'll, mirror? Ex I'll explain Eat. that to you in a little <laughs> bit. A hard so, so what it is, it's uh, mangoes from either your, your local farmer's market or from Publix. Uh, some ginger beer. And uh, some rum. And what we did today was a little bit of a twist on it, and we blended it up in a really expensive ninja. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and the reason why it's called The Mirror is because Blake showed me this drink while we were in Houston, and what I'm doing is I'm mirroring it back to him <laughs> so that he can't rate it lowly I because it's his, <laughs> it's his drink. So he can't say it sucks. Finesse. There we go. Finesse, okay. Uh, yeah, I got to respect that, but this is... The blend is definitely different, but we'll get to it later on. As always, we're going to get in our top five. The top five for the week. And Woods, you came up with this top five. This is this is definitely uh, one of the better ones we've had, so I'm excited to do this one. Top five this week is list five events that you wish took place uh, with social media as we know it today. Yeah. And I want to do something different, especially since it's just two of us. You give me one, and I'll give you one, and we'll bounce it back Ooh. like that this week. So go, you go ahead and start us off. Ooh. 
This was tough, bro. It was tough. Was tough. And it was tough to try and do things that weren't going to be like the exact same ones you have. Because I know there's a few moments that like you're just like, this resonates with me and we have a lot of common interests. Yeah. So I'm going to say, <clears throat> start off, I'm going to say MJ Moonwalk. And oh, bro, yeah, yeah. I, if you look at the time, if you look at people who like talk about that, their minds were blown. Like, What, what was the first, uh, was it at that um, Motown 25th anniversary? Yeah, I, I, I was it at like the VMAs maybe. Okay, I know something. it was like a huge stage. It I was, remember, yeah, bro. And when I see the reactions to that, like everyone is just like, "What did he do? <laughs> What's going on with his feet?" Like people were confused, and they just didn't even know what to call it. Anything, you know, like the moonwalk now is pretty commonplace. Like that's one of the first things you might learn if you're a dancer. But uh, that moment, I think, would have been so crazy to see on Twitter. Everyone reacting and just like. What the hell did I just see? Right. That moment. I think I think that would have been pretty cool during social media. What you got? Definitely. My number one, well, not number one, but my first one is the 1995 Source Awards. Ah. And that was a huge one. If you've just ever live yeah. watched any award shows, that'd be a great one. They had a lot of historic moments. Uh, you had the Suge Knight, if you don't mm. want, the uh, mm. executive dancing all in the video, Woo. come to death row. You also had the Snoop Dogg, Y'all Ain't Got No Love for the West Coast. Yeah. Um, yeah, Andre 3000. The South got something to say. The South got something to say. Like, <laughs> like that award show was crazy. Not, and then you got to think what we think about aren't even the like performances and yeah. stuff. You already know that was super lit. It's the mid-90s and everybody's popping. So that was one. That was that was my first one. The South got something to say, bro. And then the Suge Knight, I'm telling you, I would have been live tweeting that. Bro, like, nigga, you would have went crazy. You would you immediately knew who he was talking about. He was like, nigga, get him. Like, hey, that, that was a good one. Um... So now I'm going to take it, I don't even know the year, none of this, just off the top of the dome, like landing on the moon. <laughs> like, oh, I mean like bro, mind blown, bro. Mind blown, bro. Like you you see that. You tweeting the videos, the clips, all of that. That That's taking over any social media. And that's not even just an American thing. That's not a Southern thing, anything. That's a world event, um, humanitarian type event. And it's like, we you just walked on the moon. Like that's... Some wild shit. Well, another thing, that's one of the few things that's happened throughout history where, you know, all these years later, you don't you don't look back at that and say, oh, that's crazy that people were excited about that or that, that was a big oh, deal. Yeah. Like when segregation was ended, you know, we look back now and you can't even really completely empathize with that. Yeah. Like you're just like, how could, you know, I see a, a fountain and be like, oh, I can't drink that one. Yeah. Walking on the moon is still something today. <laughs> if it happened, we would be losing it. So, I mean, yeah, that, that would have definitely been crazy the first time around. Oh, I guess I'm up. My second one is Cassius Clay versus Sonny Liston. Ooh, I never even think and about so that. And so it's not even necessarily the event, uh -huh. but it's just like when you see people, certain athletes like uh, Joel Embiid mm -hmm. or um, Floyd Mayweather and Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley, like certain athletes with a personality and just the persona that, mm -hmm. you know, people just are, it's just magnetizing. Like you are more involved or more interested rather in them than their actual performance in their, you know, respective sports. And, I mean, nobody did that better than Muhammad Ali yeah. in a time with the least media coverage. Like, you didn't have – it wasn't as all-encompassing as it is now. Yeah. And so, I mean, that was the fight. If you look through his fights, they said that's the one that really brought him on. He was um, not expected to win. Mm -hmm. um, and then a week later is when he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. So the combination of all that, him, like, prime time talking yeah. trash, I just pulled up this huge upset – I know it would have been crazy. Which is crazy. Like, you know, we don't have much context on it unless you're, like, a really 
a historian of boxing, but just to think, like, there was a time when Muhammad Ali, he wasn't the favorite. Like, At all. Like, it was like, he he probably is not going to win this. Bro, so, you know, like, he didn't knock Sonny Liston out the first time. Mm-hmm. Sonny Liston had a uh, shoulder injury. Mm. And so he couldn't come back out, and he was declared the victor. So there was a lot of people who still doubted him. And it's like... Is that a TKO? Is that considered a TKO, I think? Uh, I guess so. I yeah. don't know. But I just remember that being a big deal. And then he, like, fought him again, and he knocked him out, like, the first round. Let's <laughs> so, I mean, definitely established. Yeah. <laughs> but who do you have next? Woo! All right. Uh, oh, the sports. All right. Tell me how hard it would have been. So these are two different... Like events, but the same thing. So, OJ Simpson, the trial, and the the Bronco. How did I not think about that? The what, Bronco. What was bro. going on during the Bronco? There's something. It was crazy. like the finals. It was yeah, the finals. Was I want to say basketball, like the finals game, <clears throat> and they cut away from it to and they follow were him. Just following him. Think about the live tweeting and the videos of OJ Simpson, like this famous football player that is revered by whites and blacks running away the highway is shut down and he's running away on on, on national tv who do we have as big as oj odell maybe uh no no no, no. you don't think odell's as big so well, bigger what, than odell what, because I, I think white people like loved oj um man the LeBron, I don't know. Like o, OJ, from my understanding, was, was like the, the man. The man. That's crazy. Was the man? Maybe Tiger Woods. I'd say maybe uh, like Tiger okay, Woods. Okay. Like, and he if he was running away on the interstate, cop chasing him, and it's just like shut down, and, and like that's crazy. Then you think about the OJ Simpson trial, and do you remember Casey Anthony's trial and how big that mm-hmm. was on Twitter and everything else? And you think about that, nobody knew who Casey Anthony was. I still don't know who Casey Anthony is. Casey Anthony, about. the girl in uh, maybe Florida, killed her daughter. This was like maybe 2010 or something. They never found her, the, the, the baby's body, I think, Damn. maybe to the end. You know who Casey Anthony is. I don't know. What you, I like, this Bro. is new to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm legit going to show you this afterwards, and <laughs> you're going to be like, Did oh, she yeah. get uh Yeah, she convicted? got off. Uh, she got off? I'm pretty sure Casey Anthony got off. Damn. Like, damn, I feel I'm gonna feel really foolish if she didn't. <laughs> but off topic, have you seen the new season of Making a Murder? Uh, no, I haven't. Seen I haven't it seen it yet either. Because I'm just like he's still in jail. I yeah, know that. Yeah, like that's why social media and just like how you know um, easy it is to access information now. Uh, I'm not that interested. I know he. I know he's still in jail. He he ain't nothing that know. crazy. Y'all finna tell me, but um, but the, then the trial, you, the glove moment. And then you got when he's acquitted. And that was one of those splitting moments right down the middle of black and white. And it was just like, oh, like white people had a 100% reaction. Oh, that nigga's guilty. They fucked it up. And on the other side, we like, shit. We don't give a fuck. It's, like, it's about damn time. Right, yeah. Like, it's unscrewed us over yeah. so many times. That is crazy, though, being happy for someone like you know in your heart is a hundred percent a murderer. This nigga killed. He killed a his murderer, wife. murderer, bro. In, in her side, man. Like, a side note on that. I know you've seen that. Chris Jenner when she's in the when she's in the courthouse, and her what her ex husband Rob Kardashian is defending her side piece OJ Simpson while she with her new nigga Bruce Jenner all in the courthouse at one so time. So how open is that OJ? Is that really a, a thousand percent a thing? I'm pretty sure. Like, I mean, I know like there's the, the, the rumors about. Chloe, yeah, Chloe. I mean, I, the the daughter. The, the, think about that though. Like, oh yeah, the daughter looks just, just, like, just like her. But I mean, you look at it; they're both like five one. Chloe is five ten. <laughs> like, her <laughs> sisters are five one. She is five ten. Like, that does not happen. It like, doesn't and then make her, any like sense, her frame, yeah. all of that is just completely different. 
um, naturally before she did all this other stuff. But yeah, just completely different. Um, but yeah, that moment and then the glove, you know, all of this stuff. I mean, that, that would have just been a crazy thing to follow. Yeah, that's true. What you got? Uh, next I have, and I didn't really narrow this down. Mm-hmm. I have another one. I didn't, well, I guess none of my rest of my really narrowed down to an exact moment. But Diane Sawyer's 2020 run. 2020 run with she the, had the show 2020 and yeah. like just that whole the run of that show like some of those interviews like you had the uh Whitney and Bobby that's what interview. that's the first one that comes you got the Michael interview where he just sitting there <sighs> and he's like do you think it's okay? I don't it's not Diane Sawyer it's the other guy I don't remember his name mm-hmm. uh he's like do you think it's okay for children to sleep in the same bed as a 40 year old man like <laughs> yes <laughs> I was like oh shit I'm young but I know that's yeah, wrong yeah. I think it's bullshit <laughs> like, <laughs> But but like imagining that with social media would have been crazy. Like think those moments, and then Whitney Houston saying that like, oh no no, I don't do crack. <laughs> like crack is whack. Like, crack is what? Or the receipts? Yeah, like it was, it's cheap. It's cheap. I was and, like, oh uh, my god. Like you think about that, and like people just grabbing those bites. How crazy that would have been. Just, I mean, what people would have done with it, like just yeah, in perpetual <laughs> motion, you would have seen that. And I was what's dude's name? Uh, the remix guy. I don't know what his first name is. But he's just the one who takes all the famous clips and makes them into beats. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen. He would kill, bro, bro. Just like, it, continuously. I'm gonna tell you one that you would not stop seeing, and you would see so many um, parodies of it. Um, but this one, I think, if it had, and I've talked to you about this before, this one had been in a different time period when social media was around. This is very big, but it would have been a thousand times bigger. Trapped in the Closet series, R. Kelly. Bro. Was it not? It was, no, it was big. But it but wasn't, it saying, wasn't Twitter. Social, oh, it wasn't, it, oh, you know. It yeah, wasn't, I understand. It was on like the front end of that stuff. Yeah. To come it, to form. You, if you had Vines out when that was going, if you had these like little 10, 15 second clips, do you know how much they would have remixed that? Like taking how little pieces ba- of like, it? Like how, so the writing went from a very reasonable, crazy situation <laughs> to, the, to some wild shit. I, how, how far along? It went to like 20 or something, like trapped in a closet. Last thing I know, and I don't know the technical term I'm supposed to use, but he was a little person. Oh, you know, that's the politically correct. Yeah, okay, cool. Person, yeah. I remember it was a little person. I remember we went to a whole different mansion. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. No. Wasn't there a pimp? Uh, I remember someone got the package. You remember that? Yeah. He was like, but they were using that as a double entendre. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody got. I remember STD. the pimp. I remember a diner, a church. There was, yeah, it was so much going Bro, on. Someone really, had it. Like, yeah, it was, it was a lot. It really went to like a wild place. But, but if you think about like those clips specifically, how many times they would have been used, like for just rebutting someone on Twitter, just taking oh, one little clip. Yeah, yeah. It would just been be crazy. funny videos after funny videos. It was just so much. Um, content there that you could probably use. So I think Trapped in the Closet, as big as it was, it would have been maybe doubly big, uh, double as big in, in, like, this era. Yeah, I mean, it goes all the way into, like, (laughs) okay, it was a lot of chapters. And it basically ends up being 33 chapters in total. Oh, my God. But, I mean, he released it over five over the course of, like, five years. Wow. Yeah. And I was tuned out after maybe Oh, yeah, we all yeah. just were like, this but, is too but much. Do you, but do you remember, though? I don't know if you remember. Like, we were waiting for the next Trapped in the Closet. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. After that first, like, 12, yeah, yeah, that's you, when we were you, into you, it. You were, like, waiting. For, like, what's the next one? What's going to happen next? Then he like, just got silly. Yeah, it was, it was too far out there. But, like, I mean, think about that. It was essentially music 
But then it was like a soap opera, and he tied those two together. It was like a play, and a couple of like different running plots were all stitched together. Um, I think that's you know you got he something. cannot read or write. Isn't that crazy? Wait, well, not I don't know about write. Oh, he, you can't write if you can't read. He can't read. Wait, can you not write if you can't read? I mean, what are you write? Like, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's there's true. no way. I guess you're right. You can't. <laughs> but if you could write, you couldn't read. That'd be the crazy. My mind would be blown. But I mean, what? So Floyd Mayweather can't. Can't write or something. I mean, if you can't read, I don't understand how you could write. Like, well, I think you probably just have a lot of like misspellings, like you know. Because bro, no, like there's no way you can. <laughs> there's no way you cannot read, but you can write. Like, there's no way. Is, is it not? Like, it's not possible. It can't be. No, there's no way. So you don't think? I mean, so he can't read. Nor- I know he can't read. <laughs> you know, he was saying he learned how to read because his I think his daughter and him would communicate via voice messages. Uh-huh. And so he would say whatever he wanted to say, and then look at it, like spell it out, and be like, "Oh, okay, sin." What, bro? Like, how? I mean, really? <clears throat> I know, like, being a celebrity early on changes things, but like, he was does, an adult. Like, it wasn't like Bow Wow or something. Oh, so, like, how did how does that happen? <laughs> like, I mean, he was a garbage man. So, but like, you, ha- I mean, this is the mandatory education. It's not like he went to you know second. I mean, I'm sure he just dropped out. Like, I assume what first after dropping after out of- first grade, <laughs> like. Is that when you learn to read? I feel like you should know how to read like by first or second grade, bro. Like it's it's that early. It's not like you learned to read in fifth grade, bro. Like I really don't remember learning how to read, if that makes sense. So you ha- you have sight words that you have to like recount, like in yeah. kindergarten, like where you're like the A B. I mean, like well, those are letters, but you you got those smaller words um, in kindergarten. Then first grade, you're starting to like. I mean, I was in a spelling bee in first grade. Like so, oh, I, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, true. and then we was we had some nice size words, yeah. for a first grader. So I'm like, you you should be able to read in first. Grade. Well, I guess he, he bro. I'm not gonna make fun of people who don't know how to read, bro. Shout I mean, out to y'all, y'all do y'all's best. Hold on, hold on. Do you think you have listeners that don't know how to read? <laughs> hey, Blake's listeners. I think more of you than he does. Okay, <laughs> bro, it's a possibility. Even if they don't know how to read, there's a possibility that they like. They don't read well. Wait, hold on. Like, what are you trying what are you even to say? He has a book, an autobiography. Wait, it's an audio book. <laughs> He's an audio book. Bro, he's somebody I don't feel like a little bit bad about making fun oh, of. Of course not. Like, yeah, of you, course not. You deserve all of this. Yeah, of course not. That's crazy. He has a book and don't know how to read. Nah, bro, no way. Like he has an auto it's an autobiography. I, I feel like when we say don't know how to read, he doesn't read at a high level. Nah, out of his very own mouth, he said that like <clears throat> Text to talk stuff, uh, or like, talk to text. But he, he just doesn't know how to read at a high level. But like he can, bro. Like, if you can't send text messages, it's like that's yeah. not that's basic stuff. He just doesn't spell things well. I, I I just it's hard for me to fathom like you know something so fundamental, and he can't do that. So he, he, he never he never wrote it on his own song. No, he doesn't write them. But he never wrote his own song, ever? Like, write them down? Yeah, he never wrote his own song. No, he just I guess he just goes in there and does it off his head. He freestyles R&B? <laughs> Bro, that's that's probably that's probably easier than rapping. Possibly. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't... Okay, well, now I'm even more lost. He didn't drop out, because he was on the high school basketball team. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I'm so, so lost. This man went to high school, and... Didn't know how to read, bro. There's plenty of people that do that. Do you there? remember on uh, Diddy making a band or Diddy's making a band? He sent them to go get like uh, cheesecakes. Oh, that no, was cheesecake. <laughs> cheesecake. He sent them to get cheesecake, and while they were out there in the cold, they had to read. 
Yes. Bro, and one of them couldn't, I think it was Chopper, he couldn't read, yeah. but he, or Ness, who couldn't, one of them. And they was trying to pretend like they was really getting <laughs> feedback from the book, but it was like they were struggling, bro. That shit was so And you, you, know what's, you know what's funny about it? Like, <clears throat> it's almost, I'm, this is kind of a parallel, but you know how if you hear a beat um, of an original song, you might rap, like, if it's from, like, 06 to 09, you might rap Lil Wayne's verse on it, right. like, on accident. Yeah. That's what I just did with that. The cheesecake, the sugar cookie was Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, and it was so big, you think of it before yeah, you think of the original. Ex- exactly. Yeah. That's what just happened. Speaking of which, why won't Jacque- Jacquez, Jacquez, why won't he just, like, stop doing LMA songs, bro? I just saw another video. He was performing the hell out of Yeah, I'm like, bro, chill. Like, get, write your own shit, bro. Bro, I mean, he can't go out. He's probably just not trying to go out looking like a chump. Because, I mean, they, they bullied him, like, take it down. You, but he did too much with the yeah, video. He, the music video was really where he did too much. I ain't had no problem with anything else. He, he was did doing. a music video, then he tried to like release it, like his stuff, like part of his stuff. Correct? What you mean, release it was part of his stuff? Like I think isn't that why they told him to take it down? They told him to take it down because it was getting more buzz than hers. Well, I mean, all right, they own it. Yeah, yeah, they I'm not mad it, at like, them. They own it. it just yeah. But know. I just feel like everybody was trying to make fun of him. Like I didn't know you couldn't post music on SoundCloud. Like I thought animals. you could post it on SoundCloud. Well, you can't. Oh. Well, because now you can monetize oh. your uh, listens on SoundCloud. You can. That's true. So they were like, no. And everybody was like, like duh. I'm like, plenty of people have po- done yeah, stuff like that. Plenty, like, like, that's what SoundCloud was. Right, then. exactly. But yeah, this nigga was performing the shit out of it and pissed me off. Yeah. What, were you on me or you? Uh, you. I just did the R-, the R. Kelly, which took us down there. All right. My next one is Barack, uh, Barack Obama's first presidential campaign. Mm. There you was social media. Oh, yeah. So there was social media, but it wasn't like what it yep. is now. Um, and I mean, I just can't even imagine that. Like, and then Jay Z <laughs> dropped the, uh, or was it? No, it was Jeezy. He dropped the uh, my, my president, president is, is black. black. Hey, bro, that song, bro. Right now, it gets me giddy if bro. I hear it, bro. If I hear my president is black, my Lambo is blue, then, and I be goddamn, my I rims ain't too. Hey, bro, bro, when Ho hopped on the remix is when I knew Ooh. I was like, this is real. Like, matter this of fact, is- he's half white. <laughs> So even in the racist side, like, oh. right. Like I'm like Jesus, bro. This yeah, is real. real. Like it, it immediately gets that like bubbly feeling for me, bro. Like I'm just like, damn. But yeah, if, if social media then and then uh, I was kind of thinking about this as well when he did his 04 speech, um, which is that the speech that made, that sparked yeah. all of it, and it was such a different speech for in general for politics, but then him, if you see it, like how passionate, how young he is, it's like his energy, he can't even control it. Is you, you think of Obama as a very controlled person. He's like, so excited. He's, he's so excited. And, up. and then as, divis- as divisive as we are right now, like th- that 04 era was that because of the Iraq war, Bush, like he was- That was very, the whole energy very of the country, unpopular. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, you know what? Like, red, we're not that different in red states and blue states. Um, you know, you got gay people in red states. You got, you know what I mean, gun control people in blue states. Um, and, and so that was the message that the, the country needed to hear. So I think that on social media would have been crazy as well. Because yeah. afterwards, I remember hearing the correspondence, and they were just like, blown away. Like, yeah. What did we just hear? Is this Martin Luther King? <laughs> like, it was- And it's so much easier for pod- or for commentators and you know, the opposition to admit that when you're not viewed as like yeah. the threat yet. Yeah. People speak honestly. They don't speak on it yep. as a strategic, you know, they don't bite their tongue yep. and speak with, you know, fear of that's promoting a good, that's you a very too good much. Point. That's a very good and point. And that's when you just saw everybody was like, oh, 
he's he that was really the moment he arrived. That, yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah, when uh I mean the conservative media was like, damn. Like they <laughs> they was like, damn, this nigga called. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so that, that's what it was. Like they didn't see him as a threat. They was like, damn. What the? And they didn't have no strategy for no, it. They, they, they had like, to just react naturally. It reminds me of J. Cole's line. He's like, he's like, you mean you might not mess with me, but you when you hear my when you hear my shit, you're gonna be bobbing your head. Right. Cause that's just your natural reaction. They had their natural reaction, and this nigga, they was like, damn, like we in for some trouble, but this nigga cold, I gotta admit it. I gotta admit it. Um, so down that line, I don't even know what number are we on, because I got so many here. I'm on my last one. Okay, so is this my last one? Or but, I mean, yeah, oh, you wrote a ton. Yeah, so, bro, I just freestyled top of the head. So, yeah, I got one left. So, I guess you got one left as All well. Right, so, this is the last Oh, no, you one. should have, yeah, you should have one left. Ooh. Uh, 1964 Civil Rights Act. <laughs> hey, so, oh. the Civil Rights Act, um, when that finally got passed, um, and you, you really kind of have to know the history of those like years leading up to it and how much of a struggle. And how much of like, even like the Southern Democrats were the wall that was stopping it. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like in Lyndon Johnson, they he had to betray his own people. Like we talked about, he was a Southern Democrat. Yeah. And uh, he had to betray the Dixiecrats, as they were called, um, to get that passed. And they were just like you, like they niggas, people. His best friends call him a nigga lover. They was like you up there with Martin Luther King, like loving niggas, bro. And he. So as difficult as that already was, there's a lot of people when they talk about Lyndon, Lyndon B. Johnson, they say he wasn't even like a, it wasn't a stance that he had to be persuaded on. They said he wanted that to be his defining moments. Like his own advisors were like, yep. look, we have a lot of shit we can do. And yep. you got to think it's the <clears throat> 60s, um, <clears throat> Vietnam. There's so much going on so that, much. that you could take a different, you know, um, stance or something mm -hmm. else that you want to stand on as as what you your legacy is yep. like what you want to be your defining moment and he was like no i want to do this and you know, you know what's really crazy about that is i don't know that that would have happened if jfk hadn't gotten assassinated yep. like i i actually don't think it would have happened and it's not that they were racist or anything first off they didn't have the connections to Congress like Lyndon Johnson did as he was the you know speaker of the house at one point. Right. Um and so he had very strong connections. He had a really good influence. But <clears throat> also like they were kind of like seen as like northerners who they didn't really see they were always privileged. They didn't know that racism was that strong. Yeah, that like, Yeah, and so like that was to get him to get that moment um, I think that would have been like think about like if niggas was on Twitter at the time like nah, hooray like it was like it was like hooray hell yeah nigga we here like I mean obviously there's a lot longer to go but like in that moment that had to have felt like a watershed moment for America uh, and then yeah that would have been crazy bro I feel like so I had uh, that event well not that event I had I think two events to take place during when racism is pretty prevalent and I'm just curious like. How bad do you think it would have been on social media? Like, you see how reckless people Ooh, talk now. bro, I, exactly. Bro. And then you can't pop off, like, as a black guy to a white person <clears throat> and expect no, like, yeah. backlash. Niggas going to literally reply to you, I'm coming to your house, nigga. To kill you. <laughs> like, yeah, <I'm> <laughs> like, 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 look in your front yard. It's a cross burning, nigga. It's funny now, huh, boy? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, right? shit. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> delete, delete. Nigga, it's a joke. <laughs> It'd be way worse than folks be pulling up on people now. Just pulling up. Like. Did you see that girl pull up? On, um, oh, my goodness. So I think it was a young lady. I have to find a video to mm. repost on the page. It's not uplifting, but whatever. <laughs> um, there's a girl 
and I believe she has some sort of dispute with her roommate mm. about a dog. Something, oh, something yeah, about you this. saw that. Yeah. So for listeners, it was some type of dispute <clears throat> with the listener, uh, with her former roommate about a dog, and said girl is gone or whatever. She's not uh, living there anymore. But she sends her friend, who's you know everybody has that big bad friend that'll pull up. It don't matter. I'll pull up. She sends her friend, and her friend brings her boyfriend to confront the girl and get her dog, bro. They had got into it before, and so she knew the guy would jump in. Mm-hmm. So she tells the girl, you know what? I'm through fighting. You can come in and get the dog. When the girl comes in and gets the dog, she closes the door, locks it so the boyfriend can't get in, beats the brakes off of the girl. When the girl reaches for the door to let her boyfriend in, she throws her off the door and continues to beat her down. But so then the girl finally gets up, and she lets her out and opens the door. The guy comes in to try and, like, you know, Put his hands on the girl. She maces both of them. Oh, wait. I didn't see this. So the camera falls. You have to like, you have to be too invested to know this, <laughs> which, I, which I was. But the camera apparently falls and she maces them. And then you can hear him like screaming, run out, bro. It was. So did you see the the previous video? Like, the, like it was two I saw, videos. I mean, I saw. It's three. Oh, oh it's three videos. Yeah. So I, I definitely didn't see that mason part. But yeah, she like, because at first the girl wouldn't leave. Like she wouldn't leave at first. Yeah. If, that's, if I'm correct. Um, but yeah, do you hear her call for her boyfriend's name? She like, Johnny, or whatever the nigga name is. And she like, you think about that though. You right outside the door. Listen to and, your girlfriend. And get your beat girlfriend up. getting the brakes beat off her ass. That's rough. Like, bro. that that would you'd be pretty frustrated. But the thing is, did she lock it when she first closed it? Yeah. Okay. So I, she like casually closes it. And then when he tries to stop her, she like slams she it slams and locks it. it. I didn't know she locked it. Okay, because I was like, nigga, I mean, I know you're probably gonna get in trouble, but you gotta get through that threshold at that point. Well, just break the door down? Nah, I ain't gonna break the door down now. I thought that it was unlocked. Oh, uh, no, no, no. But, yeah, yeah. like, you I mean, think it, like, if you, like, it's like, you girl, got, like, I don't know what you can do. Cause but he like, was going ham on the door. He just never got it down. Oh, uh, so I'm like, I mean, not to say that your girlfriend's your kid, but like, it's like your kid, your family's behind the yeah. door getting their ass beat. And yeah, it's, it's gotta be a terrible feeling. Yeah, and you're helpless. And then you gotta get in the car and just ride. <laughs> <laughs> you, y'all, it's a quiet Ooh. car ride, bro. Bro, but hey, think about that the reverse way. If you got your ass beat and you got to ride <laughs> with your girl back home, like a knot upside your head, <laughs> you, you, anything she say, you ready to pop off. <laughs> if, if she say anything, if she ever used that shit against you, you ready to pop the fuck off. Like, I mean, but how do you even console your girl after she just get the brakes beat off her ass? I have no clue. And she might damn near be mad at you. Why the fuck you didn't break the door down? <laughs> Why you didn't get an axe? And, and you got to think, that's the friend that you that the other girl sent to start shit. Like, mm, so I didn't know that portion. Yeah, so that's got to be humbling because you thought you was big and bad. I, and so, man, I liked, I don't know, I, when I was watching it, I liked the way that light-skinned girl, comp- like, she conducted her business. Like she was like pulling up her pants. She was like, "Yeah." Like, I mean, you you're your it's your home. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, you gotta protect yourself in your home. And I don't think anybody can fault you. Like, if you come to my house, bro, you're not gonna bring harm to me in my home. Yeah. That, like whatever 100%. you got, whatever you gotta do is what you gotta do at that point. Honestly, really quickly, if if she crossed the like threshold, she could like basically kill her and be okay with it. That's, <laughs> what, that's, that's what people yeah. were saying in the comments. I stayed out of that. I don't. Yeah. Our legal system. Who knows what's gonna happen? <laughs> that's a good point. But my last one on the top five, which is taking us 30 minutes to get through, damn, <laughs> damn. was uh, World War II. Ah, Bro, and you just had mentioned that earlier. You were like, just imagine. I mean, pray to God we we aren't, you know, going to face another world war. 
But just thinking about the entire world and being in a state of war and the devastation, I don't know that I would be excited to see it, mm. but I think I would want to understand more clearly what it's like for a whole country to be in a time of war. And I would just want the, I just would want the documentation to see what it was really like. Yeah. And to compare uh, perspectives. Because, I mean, when you're in one country, oh, that's a good point. you don't good empathize point. with other countries and how it's impacting them and mm. how, like, <clears throat> Even if, you know, you guys are thinking about jobs being hard and money being tight, where there's other people who was like, my house was just blown up. like. And when you really think about that, what's so interesting is this, and you think about this nowadays, the United States didn't want to get into that war. Like, our closest allies were begging us, please. England was like, please help us. Right. We are getting blitzkrieged. <laughs> like, getting, like, all of, like, we're seeing... Um, like the, the powers would be like take over lands, like just take them and like this is ours now. This is ours now. They are about to take Winston Churchill is begging, like, hey, please get we involved. Need it. We need it. And the how is that not the the dumbest mistake, probably in war strategy history, to bomb Pearl Harbor. Bruh. Like that changed. We didn't history. we didn't want no smoke. We, we was like, think about that. United States always is like, yeah, let's fight. Yeah. Like the one but, time we like, we don't want no smoke. We don't want nothing. You gonna come start it with us? <laughs> like niggas like, all right. That has to be, yeah, one of the biggest <laughs> you, mistakes you, ever. They got so bold, it was like, we gonna come sneak attack you in Hawaii of all places. Right. Like Nigga, just chilling out there, blissful place. <laughs> Every Hawaiian you meet is just a calm, nice person. You're going to start it with them. <laughs> you go start it with them. And, like, that's literally what made you get your ass beat. We was going to let y'all take over all of Europe. I mean, you have to be fundamentally insane. Kamikaze. No, well, oh. just to say I'm taking over the world. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> Hitler wasn't awesome. Like, I have this one, you know, overarching issue. I'm going to combat <laughs> it and be done. He was like, no. The world, the world, and, and I mean <laughs> the world, Craig. You don't even see, <laughs> you don't even see any any like nowadays, but like you saw with Russia when they annexed Crimea. But like people don't conquer lands anymore. This nigga Bruh. was trying to conquer everywhere, lands, like everywhere. Bro, that was wild. <clears throat> but I'm glad we finally got off of that because <laughs> I was trying to decide if I'm gonna make this a recurring segment. I'm gonna let the listeners decide. Because I don't really get on the Shade Room, like, in my own personal time. But mm. for the sake of the podcast, I, you know, follow the Shade Room on the podcast page. Come on, bro. You like Shade Room. Bro. I do not follow the Shade Room. Nigga. You, you don't follow Shade Room on a personal No. Oh, okay. But it's just too much, bro. It like, is a lot. It's too much. I think I follow Baller Alert. You follow... All right, go ahead. I think I can do one, but I can't do both, right? right? And then they're so on top of everything. Like, they will flood so your timeline. Top of because, it. you know, the algorithm is going to push that kind of stuff to the top. I'm yep. straight, bro. And so I'm thinking about adding this, this uh, shit you see on the shade room. Yep. And so, you know, there's a lot of, like, great narratives that you can run with. But one that uh, hit me, and I want to firstly say prayers out to everybody that was affected by not only the shooting in L.A., mm -hmm. but also the wildfires. Yep. The post that really sparked my attention was uh, Caitlyn Jenner, formerly known as Bruce Jenner. Yep. She had to uh, evacuate her house because of the wildfires. And so she made a video kind of letting her followers know, you know, I'm safe and I'm okay. We did have to evacuate. And her dogs got out too. I don't think that's important, but whatever. Uh, well, I mean, that's, yeah. never mind. Caitlyn, the part that stood out was Caitlyn was not by herself. Yeah. Do you know she got a little young junk? Oh, Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah, they've been dating for a little minute. <laughs> bro, I'd be so uninformed on this kind of stuff. It was I was really tickled, bro. Like <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> they had me dying. He was sitting there. I mean, she was sitting there laid up with her judge. She was like, yeah, you know, we made it out okay. You know, it's, it's not been a fun day, but, you know, we're all good. Yeah. And I was like, 
I was reading. I didn't read the. I was just watching. It's like, what? Who is this? Yeah. And I was assuming it's one of the Jenners because yeah. I don't know anybody from that side except the one dude. I don't mm-hmm. even remember his name. And so, like Brody, I think Brody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I was looking. I was like, oh, that must be his daughter. And then she said something. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I read the caption. I was like, oh, who is that? So, so I mean, the, yeah. <laughs> I don't know her name. Yeah. But I was just blown away that he had him a little young giant. She. She had. Dang, she had a, She had her a little young junk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, this is hilarious to me. Yeah. They, then she just was like, you know, I'm about to live my best life for real. Yeah. First off, I'm done with you. Yeah. Second off, I'm through <laughs> with this man stuff. And third of all, I need me something young because you're too old. <laughs> you was too I old. I need me some young me. Look. I was like, this is wild. They, uh, a lot of people were like, this is quintessentially what white privilege is or what being, <laughs> being white is. It was like literally her house. And everything was on fire. She was like, we good. Like, I helped. Like, yeah, our house. She was, like, kind of cheery. And I was just, <laughs> she was like, yeah, our house just caught on fire. Everything we had is burnt up. But it's all good. Like, Yeah, we're good. And, like you Having know, a drink. If if you, you know, and they had a different place. If all my shit, like, I'm fucked up. Fucked. I'm like, like it's like, damn, <laughs> you going to see me on right, that I'm never going to think to turn to social media. Like, yeah. I would be on the phone crying to my mother. You're you going like to see me crying. And then this is not, you know, someone that's still our age that has a mother, so, has some type of, like, place Support to go back system. to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you just out here, your house, everything you got burned up. And, like, I'm going to be sitting there crying like, damn, it's gone. I'm broke. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bro, that is, I mean, that was just hilarious to yeah. me. I don't know, but that's crazy. <laughs> but prayers again to all of those affected. Um, the, you want to get into this election day? So, yeah, I, I do have to say this. <laughs> this I don't want to take you on that tangent. No, 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 go ahead. But, so with the fires, did you see your boy, your your president, Donald Trump? <laughs> no. Is he a man? No, I didn't see it. He what did was, he say? He said, the California fires were because of California, like they're being poorly mismanaged, right? That's what he said. No, the wildfires, the wildfires, no consoling, no none of that. He said that's because it is twenty three people have died. Like yeah, and that's man. the message you give. And I was just like, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm disconnected from being down here, but I'm just like, if that were your family that passed away, that your house was up in flames, and that's the message you get is. Y'all did that to yourselves, you know what I mean? Like that's on you. It's mismanaged and just shitting on about a wildfire, which obviously you know it's, it's worse. not like man made. Yeah, well, it is man made. Wait, know. what happened? Climate control. Oh I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Climate control, um, climate change. But uh, so yeah, so I'm just like that. That would suck to hear that from your leader, bro. Um, like, and isn't California a, tra- a traditionally red state? No, that's a very liberal state. Oh, it has a California. lot. California. What yeah, am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, it has. It has a lot of. It does have a lot of red counties though, which is yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just thought like that would really suck and frustrate the shit out of me. And like people have died, and you didn't even console. You just said that's y'all's fault. Like, are you gonna say on the East Coast that's y'all's fault for those hurricanes? Like, well, did you see what Marshall Blackburn said about the shooting? Oh, uh, when she said we got to protect the Second Amendment. Like first off, the, top. the absolute first thing yeah. she said was we got to protect the first, the Second Amendment. Yeah, that's- silly. Anyway, but to get into the election, um, I have a brief excerpt from the skim. They, uh, I thought they had a pretty good overall statement of just you know the results, and then mm-hmm. we can get more into it. Um, they said, "Well, DC is officially divided. Um, you've been hearing that a blue wave was coming, and that didn't exactly happen. But Democrats did take control of the House for the first time in eight years. Uh, Republicans kept the Senate and picked up seats in the process. 
And then there are some new Democratic governors, but the GOP kept its hold in battleground states. Um, that'll be key in the 2020 run. President Trump, he called the night a tremendous success. Um, and it can, oh, and then on a, I guess a different um, excerpt of saying it can be pretty tough to get things passed. The Democrats have suggested they'll go after Trump's tax returns. And now they have the power to launch investigations into him or his cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said things <clears throat> to think about would be the Russian interference as well as his ethics concerns. Mm-hmm. And so that was just an excerpt that I thought kind of, you know, pretty. Yeah. I did a pretty good job of summarizing the results. Um, what was your, I guess, reaction to the overall Election Day results? Well, I, I mean... I when when people say it wasn't a blue wave, uh, I kind of disagree with that. It, I mean, it it was, it was. You guys, I think, picked up thirty some seats in the House, um, the Senate. Uh, it, it we did it did exactly what we thought was going to happen. Like they the the states that were in play for the Senate were all in very deeply red Republican Donald Trump um, fate leaning. Places, so you know, people didn't think that that was a good map for the Senate. They picked up a lot of House seats, and what that does, and so it, it kind of sucks because the Senate, obviously, you're going to be able to still, they're still going to be able to confirm judges, right? Um, in a lot of these positions, cabinet positions that, uh, like you know, um, Secretary General, like all, all of these pieces, um, but. The House now is going to be some type of check. Yeah. Like, they had Some no type of check and balance. Check. It was literally just whatever we want to do when we want to do it. Yeah, and the only thing I don't want is Democrats to overstep or anything like that. But I think with the ethics, um, with this Robert Mueller um, probe, like, they're going to be able to at least flesh out what exactly happened, things like that. So I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the House. I wish we could have, you know, picked up some of those governorships, maybe in Florida, which is still in play, yeah. but in Ohio. I think both of those places, um, because they get to draw the maps, you know, when, when you do that. Uh, and so I think those are really long-term, uh, you know, effects of not being able to draw the map in such a competitive race. Yeah. And so I think that those are the two places where I'm kind of like... I Ohio wish and, and what's in Florida. In Florida. Florida as well, which is still being contested. Yes. Um, Stacey Abrams... I love me some Stacey Abrams, so that that kind of which is still being contested as well right. as we speak. But um, you know, I wanted them to to, to definitely win. Andrew Gillum, I, I told you beforehand. I said if he wins this, and then uh, does if, well, if he does well, he's he might be on the ticket in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty four. Beto, obviously, you know, I really have a lot of respect for him. He was in a tough ruby red right. you know, place. So wait, wait, let's slow down for the listeners because I know I always try and like. Baby steps it into this sure. political stuff just because I know everybody isn't as informed and I really want people to be. And so the key races that he's talking about, they were in, you know, uh, traditionally conservative places. Um, and that's the governor's race in Florida, which was between Gillum and uh, was DeSantis, it DeSantis? DeSantis, DeSantis, which is which was a progressive Democrat versus a Trump Republican. Um, and just to for the for the listeners, this guy ran uh, robocalls, which is those automatic calls you get. And uh, they acted like they were um, Andrew Gillum. And they said, if you let if you, you know, if you elect me, I'm going to give all the niggas like food stamps. I'm going to do this. These were robocalls that were going out. Hi, I'm Andrew Gillum. I'm a, you know, nigga loving like they, it was really racist. The when first, you say nigga, are you like yeah, paraphrasing? No, 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 I'm not bullshitting. So in the first thing they said was um, 
you know, he said when he when when they when Andrew Gillum were in the primary, he said, "Let's not monkey this up." That's what he said. Oh, I do recall that. And yeah, then, yeah. and then when the the former uh, maybe governor of Georgia went down there, he said, "Cotton picking." You know, and these aren't these aren't these aren't ac- terms that you these, just normally these aren't use. Accidental yeah. terms. They're they're yeah. the they're words that people pick. They're close enough to say, "Oh, I didn't mean it like that," but you don't use in your day-to-day, yeah. you know, dialect. So, so it I gives mean, you that wiggle room. Yeah. So, yeah. So that Andrew Gillum versus DeSantis. Um, and then Florida, uh, I mean, at Georgia. Georgia had, at Abrams and Kemp. Yep. And then Ohio, I'm not as, as well-versed on Ohio. It was, a, it was the governorship. I, I, I don't, I'm not as well-versed on Ohio okay. as well as either. But, um, but yeah, those are the two ones that were. That are really key. And so right now in Georgia, um, there's a dispute back and forth about voter suppression and basically, essentially, she's doing what, as an as an American who's not super deep on politics, like prior to the, to you know trying to get more informed, sure. I would just I would have always thought it was done in the way that makes logical sense. I did I was never really aware, probably until maybe this is the first election I've realized that people concede before all of the votes are counting mm-hmm. are counted. Yeah, which is crazy to me. Like it Why? just doesn't even make sense. Why would I say, oh yeah, you got it? Like, why would I spend millions of dollars and be on this campaign trail for months on end? And then, like, with 100,000 votes, I'd be like, yeah, you got it. Well, so you understand. You well, understand I know sometimes. Is, right? I, well, okay, so I know sometimes the numbers suggest that there's no way you could come back. It's an insurmountable lead. Yeah. But, I mean, Andrew Gillum conceded, and it was never that. It was never at a point where it was just like, there's no way this is going to be close. So the county that they're in, he, they didn't that county has always had problems going back to Al Gore and Bush and they didn't the amount of votes they said that there were left maybe were 10,000 right. but then we find out there's 50,000 so it was that type of thing he was going off the best data that he had and uh, then new data uh, came about um so there, there's that that voter suppression shit um that's <laughs> that's really frustrating. In uh, Georgia's, well, which is where you are, yeah. the cra- that voter suppression stuff is crazy. Uh, well, let me say this: my biggest takeaway was, thank you for everyone coming out and voting. Like we, young people, minorities, we put up numbers, bro, numbers like board, like it bro. was a presidential election. Um, and and that's what it's about, man. Like even if you don't get everything you want, um, being heard, you know, like. We've been heard, and we're going to be heard again in 2020, you know? And so, like, I was really proud of young people coming out and really being energized and, and you know, speaking for themselves. But, brother, back to the uh, voter suppression, because, I, like you said, I am very proud that of just how well, you know, people have came out to vote across the nation. But what just blew my mind, you know, just fundamentally, I just can't understand how you have a candidate who's in charge of the election. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. And then just just the blatant, like, there was so many blatant signs of voter suppression. Yep. In 2018, when there's so much media coverage, it's just wild to see. It's either the 58th or 59th district in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It is uh, one of the top 10 biggest districts in the city. Yep. Bro, they had three voting machines. Yep. Bro, you know, like, here in small town, yep. we had five or six in that one room. You have three voting machines. They said the lot. A lady said, and I believe she's a retired, um, a retired uh, resident. She said when she came to get in line, she said the line was literally not like exaggerating, literally so long she couldn't see the end. Mm-hmm. She said she was in line five hours to vote. 
and just watch, you know, countless people walk away just cause, because, like, who has the time in their day to sit in line for five hours? And that's what they're betting on. That's exactly what they're betting on is that you don't have the time to do. So what you're saying is, so, yeah, Kemp, the person, he was refereeing the game that he's playing in. Right. You know, so, like, so for those who don't know, Kemp is the secretary of the state. And yep. so secretaries of state control. And he's also the chief um, election officer. Yeah. And, but secretary of state like, controls it. Yeah. Yeah. Control it. And, and so what's so interesting about it is Stacey Abrams, that's been her lifelong thing was um, voter suppression, getting out the vote and also making sure that minorities uh, had a voice in things like that's what she's always done. She sued Kemp all the way back in 2016, 2014 for this same stuff multiple times. And you look at Kemp, he, once again, a very like Trumpian Republican. Um, you saw his ad. <laughs> I mean, so for those of y'all who don't know, I probably post that as well. That Trump, that ad he had for his primaries. Yeah, this is for the primaries. I mean. It, it it literally looked like a Saturday Night Live like spoof. Yeah, it was just so out there. Like it was just like it was literally like, hey, Cowboys, <laughs> I need y'all to come out and vote for me. Like I was just like, what is wrong with him? Like why would he run this? And you know, like he put up he put a shotgun to a little like a teenager boy like in the in the primaries. Like that was one of his big ads. He cocked a shotgun towards a teenage boy that wanted to like I guess date his daughter in the ad. And he was like, I believe in the Second Amendment. Like, at, what? The, at the teenage boy. Like, that that's no bullshit. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's you gotta listen, you gotta watch it. Bro, I'm not I gotta playing. find it, this. It, it was on all the time. Trust me, I watch Family Feud and these ads <laughs> come on all the time. Bro, who, like, you gotta think every time I see stuff like that, it's not like me. You know, where with my podcast, I reach out to a few people. I have a few friends, of course, Raven, people who support me and help me. And, you know, there's certain times where I just put stuff up like it's going to happen. Yeah. I, but I don't have a full office that has looked at something, yeah. nitpicked it, said you need to wear this and you do that and be like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who in the, like, who would think that's okay? Like, who would say, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, that's that's, that's the thing. We're so disconnected from that that, like, we don't even understand how much that appeals to those people. There's people out there who saw it like, hell who yeah. Lo who love it. Who were sitting on their couch. Bubba and some but other That's people. the equivalent of Stacey Abrams having an ad to like city girls. Yeah. And yeah. like having people like turned up around her and been like, yeah, we out here. Yeah. Niggas unite. Like Niggas, that's we what, own it. That's what they basically say. It was like, hey, whiteies, get up off the couch. We got y'all. <laughs> like, that's crazy. But um, but yeah, so I, I think um, I think we did exactly what we were supposed to do. And I think now, at the end of the day, we gotta we gotta check and uh, on on the president. And I think it's already starting to frustrate him. And I don't know if this goes into your second point um, about the, maybe the media coverage, mm -hmm. but I think that he's definitely you can see he's flustered, and he doesn't he doesn't even know. So they're they have been uh, in presidency, his administration have been able to do this without any type of friction. You know, like. He's been able to do whatever he wanted without anybody pushing back on him. And he's he's had this much problems. <laughs> like he's had yeah, these yeah, many yeah. problems. Been, this is like he's been tripping up over himself. Now, when you are gonna get flooded with investigation after investigation, Benghazi damn near crippled Obama, and they were a great running administration. Uh yeah, I mean, with all that stuff that he has going on, it is gonna be crazy to see like now that they actually have some power to oppose him, it's crazy to see what's gonna happen. Do you think they're gonna play ball at all? Because they say there's two options mm -hmm. the Democrats now have that they have some power. 
uh, within these checks and balances. They can either play ball and, you know, just have a bipartisan relationship going on where it's like, hey, you know, meet us halfway. Or they can just fool off getting Trump's ass. And, I mean, I think that's what's kind of been suggested is going to happen. But do you think there's any? So what I think is going to happen, I think um, I think Democrats are a lot more reasonable with that type of thing. You know, so I think they're going to get an infrastructure bill done. I think that's a bipartisan thing. Um, I think the progressive wing of Democrats, they want them to just hold obstruct. They want them to say, yeah. whatever Trump says is wrong, don't don't play ball. And so that is going to be tough because I think when they start running for the presidential election, people are going to be like, oh, you you agreed with Trump on that. And, you know, I mean, I don't like that. You know, that type of thing. And hold it um, against people. Hold it against people. So that's going to be tough. But I think they actually are going to play ball on some of these things. Um, but I think they're also going to hold them to account. And so I think you can walk and chew gum at the same time. You true, know what I mean? Like, so You're I, not I, restricted to yeah, doing I don't, one I don't think other. it's as binary as people want to frame it. I think they are going to investigate the shit out of um, a lot of uh, some of the initiatives he's put to, put forward. But I think they're also going to, when it makes sense, um, you know, help out the American people. That makes sense. And that's what I would uh, kind of expect as well. So it is going to be interesting to see how these two years um, – progress compared to the past two and, and just see what happens. Like think about how many like how like messed up he's been just in two years with like everybody on his team. Yeah. Like how many missteps with the booming economy and with everything that he wanted that a president could ask for. True. And he's been like tripping over his own two feet. And now with like an opposition party, whew, he ain't ready for that. He's not. It's gonna I, I'm excited. Cause yeah. a lot of it I think you I mean as um, hateful and hurtful as he can be and just, just, I mean, ign woefully ignorant. Yep. There are certain things that you have to, like, you know, as a reasonable person, take your hat off and be like, you know, from the from the way he was able to brand himself and to oh, yeah. just steal a whole base and yep. appeal to, you know, um, an audience that nobody appeals to. Yep. I'm interested to see what he's going to do moving forward to, re to I guess, maintain um, his strong ability and strong power that he's had recently. I don't know what it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of trolling, honestly. What I'm nervous about is that with the natural fluctuation of the economy and we've been um, so the American economy is so big that it takes years for the things you do today to show. So, yeah. And so I think some of those things that he's been doing that have been negative right. are going to start showing. And so when the and then it's just natural. We're this is the longest recovery from a, a recession in history on record. Yeah. So when some of these things start um, dipping, I think he's gonna blame it. He's, the he's, house. Yeah, he's gonna blame it. Well, now we got you know beforehand we had all Republicans. We were good. good, but it's 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 a natural progression of this. Like this is the longest recovery from recession history. So what what the hell's gonna come next? Well, you know what's gonna come next after you after your boom. It's going to go down. You know, yeah. it's just natural um, economics. And uh, so I'm nervous that they're going to say, well, that's because we got, you know, Democrats in. You know, so that, that's what I'm nervous about. Yeah. And one thing that one strategy that Trump has uh, with him being such an influential person, he tries to bully people. Uh, and I mean, we're definitely going to talk about that lately. But there's another group out there that really likes to bully people and force them to not speak. And I want to address them. Yep. You know, the beehive. <laughs> because we gonna get on Beyonce ass hey. for sure. Oh, you are fuck that. I will. You are, bro. So you know, a Senate seat in Texas would have been huge. Yep. Like, and I mean, um, 
Wait, you're not about to do this, are you? Get Go on ahead. her ass? Come on. She was tripping, bro. Like, All what right. is, Be uh, is it Beto or Beto? Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke. Uh, he was running for the open Senate seat in uh, the state of Texas. Versus Ted Cruz. Versus Ted Cruz. A, a fuck up. So, I mean, if there's any time to try and steal a seat in the Senate, it would be the perfect time. First off, seeing Ted Cruz, like, bow down to Donald Trump after their back and forth. Ooh. Brother, I've never seen something like, Ooh. that was so, it was just sad, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I feel bad for him. He yeah, just, you you kind of felt bad for he him. He kneeled like, down and kissed the hand. It's just like, this is sad, bro. Yeah, like but someone tells you your wife, like, yeah, your she, wife is ugly. She your bro. wife ugly, and your dad tried to commit. Your dad was part of the assassination of JFK. Like, bruh, that's and, what he said to him, bro. Like, and your wife is ugly. <laughs> you got to bow down and kiss the hand, bro. But anyway, he ended up winning somehow, and I think one of the contributing factors was Beyonce waited until four thirty. On election day, they endorse Beto. And it's just like, bro, okay, the polls close at seven. Yeah. Be you you ain't, ain't nobody tell you to do this like a week early. Like you didn't think maybe, you know, the she's probably top five most influential women in the world. Sure. Probably top ten, top no, nah, I won't say top ten people, but maybe top fifteen people in the world. Like, bro, Beyonce says something, it's gonna impact all it's it's impactful, bro. Like, yeah. Why would you wait until four thirty PM on election day to to be like, oh yeah, shout out to my boy. I don't know that uh, in a damn trucker hat. Like you didn't want to pop up at nothing. Like you couldn't have sent us a little post a week, two weeks early. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't know that I could. I probably could disagree with you more. Like for, you disagree? So with you putting this on Beyonce, bro, she's not the reason they lost, but she damn sure didn't help. She did help. No, the fuck she did. Well, Nobody saw that. On the, first off, the way Instagram works, you're not gonna see that hoe until tomorrow morning. You, you think they? You think they got the algorithm for Beyonce ranked down? It's fucked up. I'm uh, okay. sure. With 120 million followers, you think? I'm sure it's fucked up. You, you think they got her ranked below me? <laughs> you probably. I don't know how this algorithm uh, works. So, man, I I saw. I just seen uh, Jeff Sessions got fired. That shit just came up on my timeline. <laughs> <laughs> My timeline is trash. It's it's uh, Sunday at five forty five p.m. Jeff Sessions, I think, got fired on Wednesday. That shit just came <laughs> in my timeline. Um, so what? I saw somebody post like voting was up like between uh, eighteen to twenty nine, maybe in Texas, like four hundred percent or something like that. There's a lot of thirty year old women that would have went. If so had it posted it. So I think. What happened with Beto Rook in there? I think he maxed out. I think he got all the vote that was going to come out in Texas. Get. Was going to come out in Texas. And I think Beyonce is not obliged to post for anybody. So you, you, when you say, you know, if she had to did this, it's almost like it was an obligation of hers. Whatever she did was gravy. You know, like she didn't have to do anything. And... The reason why he was so close was because of young people and black women. So I just feel like to even slightly blame Beyonce, you know, I, I just, Beehive, I'm with you. Okay, Niggas just know that. So fake. You know oh, that. my God. Let me tell you something, Oh, Beehive. my God. Here's a message from hey, Justin. You know, I'm with you. You're right. I'm going to let you live. You, that's how you feel. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure there's no sauce put on that. I'm sure that's exactly how you feel. No, that, that actually is how I okay, feel. Okay, yeah, but I believe Beehive, you. I believe you. Let me, let me drop your address for the Beehive. Hey, so like, <laughs> <laughs> get death threats. Death threats. Hey, your show sucks. That's what the Beehive. You're going to get a trash. letter. You let, you, all these letters come in. 
Bro, just be just shitting on me. I, I, I'm just happy Ravens not here. I learned to never pick a fight with the Beehive. I would Man. never do that. So look, I feel like I've had so much progress with the Beehive because I'm not a member, but I respect them now. Mm. Whereas before that, I mean, I I had a lot of slander. So but I'm yeah. I'm very you know, I'm very supportive of the Beehive now. Sure, but I mean, y'all just really they haven't been tripping like they used to, because it used to be like. Very nice. This and isn't very this nice. isn't my favorite Beyonce song. Bitch, die, you weak <laughs> hoe, you stupid bitch. Like I'm gonna get you fired. Like it just used to be like so ridiculous. Does like you have the strongest supporters. Uh, I mean, outside of probably Trump. That's what I say. Who has yeah. strongest supporters here? here the Beehive, Trump. Beehive or Trump or what is or MAGA? Yeah, Beehive or Team MAGA. Man, I don't know. That's a good Bro, question. That shit. Do you that think there's is... any overlap there? There has to be somewhere. Oh right? man. Bro, the overlap between Team MAGA and the Beehive is probably one of the craziest like I would love to see how people. many people who are in both. That Bro, it's is... probably bigger than you think. Like, I mean, it has to be because I, I don't think much. <laughs> I don't think much. Because I, I mean, you a strong supporter of black women and shit, and you also a supporter of Donald Trump, make America great again. Bro, I don't like. I that would be a crazy. Like that'd be a weird. I mean, but you gotta think. You saw the. Uh, I'm trying not to be negative. You saw those kids and young people who were at that uh, black MAGA oh, rally. Oh yeah, true, true. And I mean, my best friend is is part of MAGA, and he loves everything else that I love. So it's it's guys, it's possible. It's very possible. That's cra- Like that's wild. Yeah. Wait. Okay, hold on. Yeah, you skipped. You said that kind of casually. And yeah, I, how does that work? Like, yeah, who? But y'all be having like heated moments. You know me. No. So the thing is, we've never argued. We've never argued. I be on his ass. <laughs> like, is, is he be, just not get into it? Well, he. I mean, he. A lot of times is just like, you're right. <laughs> like he's bullshitting. <laughs> like you're right. Like he's he's like, he's like he's like you are one hundred percent right. I don't agree with that. Like that's wrong. I don't agree with that. But yeah, like it, it's man. I, in the th- what's craziest about it is I take my frustrations out on him. I'm just like consistently. It's your fault. Yeah, I'm like, why do why do you like this guy? Like, what do you like? I'm just consistently frustrated. Every so, morning. what is the like overarching thing that let, allows him to support him if he disagrees with several things? So, man, he's a he's a really business guy. Like, and he lives in New York as well. Oh, so, so like, good like for big business. yeah, he's he's like, yeah, man, the business, all this other shit. And I'm just like, bro, like you bullshit, like consistently. But yeah, so that that's a thing, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. So this has been pretty politics heavy. So I'm trying to take a break. Oh yeah, get a listeners get a break from else. that. Yeah. And so I wanted to talk because this week, I guess it kind of sparked from the. I think, I think I've been. Well, I think there's two things that have contributed to this for me. Um, I recently saw the Hate You Give. It was a book I read. And mm-hmm. It was a great movie. Y'all should go check it out. Um, and I mean, it's it's a very, it's a very uh, relatable thing to today. And what's going on? It's written in like current time, um, and it's very frustrating. It talks a lot about the things you have to sacrifice um, in your life as a person of color who is like, mm. you know, who's trying to achieve or trying to be successful in a world that is not catered to you. It talks about you know suppressing who you are and sacrificing where you live and sacrificing part of your personality and just not being able to be true to yourself at all times and. That's and that's just really one layer to the book, and that really spoke to me. And I I do like the book more than I like the movie. So if you enjoyed the movie, definitely go check out the book. But um, that part really spoke to me. And then the results of the election, specifically where I live, and you know you can see the demographics. 
And then just going into work, I think I was a little more, I don't want to say sensitive, but I mean, that's definitely the word. A little more sensitive and a little more impacted by the small uh, microaggressions that happens in Mm -hmm. my workplace and just probably in workplaces in general, especially in the South. And I mean, bro, I was just fed up. It was just really realizing that every day you go to work, you have to leave a part of yourself, like either your honesty or your personality at the door. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's no person that tells you, you know, you a thousand percent have to do it, but you kind of taught that at some point in your life. And like, bro, that shit, that shit had it. Bro, I was fed up this week. Like, I took a day off. I was like, fuck this shit. (laughs) I couldn't do it. Yeah. So just to give you some context, I I have like a really big, like a microcosm of like kind of how my life is. So I work at a tech startup, but it's within the finance um, industry. So it's called FinTech, Financial Tech. Technology. Um, and so you have a very liberal tech startup, but then you have financial advisors, fintech, people who are very Super big Trump, yeah. very big Trump supporters. Um, and so I it's it's a delicate balance, you know. Um, but what I kind of just like have gotten to the point where, you know, it's, I think it's just I don't know, getting older, whatever it is, it's just like I'm just finna. I'm just gonna be me. <laughs> like I'm, I'm really gonna be me. So, and let me not say, let me not even try to front. Like I don't bite my tongue. Yeah. Like it, of course, like you know, what I mean, I don't say things to offend. Um, but you know, like I'm not, I'm not in the business of making you feel comfortable anymore. Like you know, like as as black people, we consistently have to make sure that this white person who we work with feels comfortable with who we like was that a day one thing or is that something you've grown to oh like, grown you know? grown to no so yeah. what was that transition did you come in one day and just be like oh so it was day one at this job oh, okay but like it was definitely not a day one. I mean, you you knew me man like yeah, yeah, yeah. i was you know what i mean like i was making these guys feel comfortable they loved it you know what i mean that type of thing best friend yeah best friend for sure the black yeah uh, friend yeah the black friend for them and now i'm just like you know like bro I'm finna, I'm finna keep it real with you. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna disrespect you or anything like that. But like, I don't need to change myself to make you feel comfortable. And yeah. if you say some shit that's out of line, like I'm not, I'm never, you know, I can still deliver it in a way to where you understand it is, is tolerable. But like, uh, I'm, I'm tactical, like on, on how I do it. But I, I, I'm not in the business of making another adult feel comfortable with who I am. You know. See, and I guess that's what I have to do. I have to start working on ways to. Address it as soon as it happens. Let them know and move forward. Because what it is, I try and just put it off and stay out of the way until it gets to a point where mm. I'm pissed, yeah. where I'm frustrated, and then I know I can't say anything yeah. because it's gonna. I'm gonna tell you suck my dick or yeah. something just just super rude, like just something crazy. But one of the issues I have is in my workplace. There's a guy. And I'm gonna try my best not to describe him too well. Yeah. But he's a he's originally he's a northerner. Yeah. And he's a human being. Like he has his flaws, but. He's somebody I know who is, he has children that he's, uh, his wife's currently pregnant, he's about to have children. He's somebody who I, I think that just gave it away. Whatever. <laughs> he's somebody who I know is intentionally making an effort in his life to make their, sure his children have a diverse background, a diverse oh, understanding of the world. He he wants to make sure they, like, he was asking me, like, you know what I'm saying, any kids, because he wants, like, his friends to have, sure. like, little black friends, you know? Yeah. He wants them to grow up and have a full experience and things, and- I mean, he's always been super dope. Like, if he sees anything, he has a problem with it, he's going to speak up. He's actually, yeah. you know, a supervisor at my job. So, I mean, just, I have, the thing, anything bad I have to say about him are, are far and few between, even when we have, like, a, sure. com- a conflicting, uh, you know, 
stance on things. But one of my guys in my job who's racist. He's but he's 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 racist. He don't does he know he's racist? The other guy? The the guy who's racist. No. Okay. He doesn't know he's racist and it's 2018 racist. Okay. So it's not like um I'm I want to hang you niggers, but it's yeah. just like he yeah. naturally sees himself a higher than a black person. Yep. If it's a black person in power, he know like his natural reaction is, oh, they just only have that position because they're black. Yep. And, you know, we need a token. Like that's yep. the kind of stance, and that's how he feels about things. He would be insulted to, if somebody said that about him. But it's that's twenty eighteen yep. racism. Yep. That's how people are. Him and the guy I described, you know, earlier, are friends, mm-hmm. and he's blind to the fact that you know that guy's racist. Mm. I have no clue how to tell. That's him. frustrating. Like I, it's not. I don't even know if it's my. I'm pretty sure it's not my place. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I want him to know because he's somebody I know is invested. In racism, I'm like I don't know how to tell a white person. Like I really don't even know how to talk to white people about racism. You gotta not talk specifically about that person. You gotta talk in general about certain things, like about another person. Like and if this, say, yeah, like it, it's just. I mean, I, I do this with my friends often. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if they have if they have a flaw that I don't necessarily like, I'll have them pointed out in something else. You know what I mean? And so then it's like top of mind for them. Like. If this person did this, that works. They, yeah, it well it does. Yeah, and so like I, I'll I'll you know just show them a story, and they're just like, oh yeah, that's that's wrong. And I'm like, yeah, like, and then like if, if a lot Do of you times, connect the dots. So I mean, I, I'll hint at it, but um, a, you know, I got some really intelligent friends. So yeah, like, and he's when, a pretty smart guy. Yeah, when 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 people are able to see that in something else. Um, you know, I have faith in them a lot of times that it might not happen the first time, but if you like show them that multiple times, like, and they're like, that's racist, that's racist, that's racist. It's, you know, a lot of times they're able to say, oh shit, this is this also been, racist. Yeah, yeah, this has been right in my eyes. This is also racist, yeah. yeah. So that, that's how I've been able to do it is just like kind of take their pride out of it, kind of take that relationship, that bonded connection out of it and just say like, identify these three things <laughs> like identify yeah. this what would you call that right and you know what i mean they're like oh, we call that racist of course <laughs> like it, it's so funny how people can do that when they're like disconnected from a situation yeah, not so involved in yeah. yeah so that's, that's what that's kind of the trick that i play like with relationships I, I get them to do that that's true i might try that um and listeners i know i have uh some white listeners out there as well uh, i'm not gonna shout out like full names because <laughs> i was about to um but any white listeners I have who are like who have you know who think they would be open to that conversation or who've had a conversation with some of their friends of color, let me know the, you know what you think would be most impactful if you were in that situation. And because I want to try and you know be effective about it, I'm not yeah. really trying to like be an asshole about it. But I, so I, I had a, a white friend with uh, 2015, still one of my really good friends, um, and he was like so conservative, like anti-Muslim, like Damn. this Trump shit is right, like kind of saying stuff that was disparaging about gay people like and I was just like bro like you know what I mean this isn't cool this isn't cool like and ultimately this guy <laughs> this guy now is so in the corner of like black people he's made that much of a transition this guy consistently is just like bro this guy got arrested for smoking weed I can I get to walk down the street right now and smoke weed and it's wrong <laughs> like he's like he's like it's wrong that I get away with this and he does not he's like you don't even like he told me one time you don't even understand how bad this is I said bro <laughs> I said bro hold on hold on bro like he's like bro I'm like man come on now like I, I slow down yeah I'm like I'm like I understand so but like 
that was such a process to get him there. And like yeah. I worked on him so long because it was just like I realized it wasn't it was 2015 racism. It wasn't yeah. like he wanted to be racist. Like it was just so ingrained, so ingrained in him. Like, yeah. Him and his his experiences. Yeah. And so like when you start really showing people like all these diverse experiences and they're just like, oh, these people are like me. Oh, this, you know what I mean? Like these situations, they still do the same things that I do. Um, they're still as smart as me. They still have the same capacity as me. When you see that, like, I have faith in a lot of the people that I deal with that when they're exposed to these things, that they can evolve. You know, like there's just certain people that can't, but like, you know, if you really believe in a person, then, you know, a lot of times they they can show you better. Excuse me, excuse my, you know. Excuse the term, but <laughs> nigger fishing. Ooh. Like, that's just, it was just so harsh. They like, make you cringe like, immediately. Ooh. It's like, whatever it is, I don't like it. Like, <laughs> yeah, off top, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, hey, fuck that. But uh, nigger fishing is, <laughs> Stop is the uh, trend. <laughs> My bad, y'all. Nigger fishing is the trend that's been, uh, you know, ongoing thing. I know in the fashion world, everything has just been highlighted, I guess, more recently and giving a specific term but it's just the practice of i don't know if it's restricted to white women but i'll just say white people mm. um using cosmetics to darken their skin to appear black yep and i'm i'm not defending it like i don't care enough to defend it but i am confused on what is the line between nigger fishing and tanning it does get easier as you say it more oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like do you think there's like i don't i mean it's just People been going off about it, but I, I was like, I've been seeing like plenty of you know people tanning, you know, and looking not white. This is a a very uh, recent thought. I just had this as you were saying it, but um, it what when did tanning like what was the purpose of tanning originally? <laughs> like you trying to get darker, right? I mean, honestly, I can understand people not wanting to look pale because sometimes but, people look sickly. Yeah, they do, but like they're trying to look darker, even just with tanning. I, I but then again, black some black women tan. Now that I think about it, but uh, but yeah, so I, I, that is a fine line, I guess. But these women, it's no mistake in it. They, the women you, that we saw, they were yeah, trying so, to appear black. So nigger fishing is like the next level. Like tanning is probably already problematic. Yeah, but when you so do we like. Do the Kardashians tan or are they nigger fishing? Like, <laughs> like, oh, bro, the Kardashians are the like quintessential case of nigger fishing because it's not just about the tan; it's about the lips, it's about the ass, it's about the hips, all of that. It's trying to look like a black woman, bro. You've gotten really aggressive. I wish people could see how you're holding the like, mic. Like, I'm, I'm like, bro. <laughs> so I, I feel two ways about it. One, I'm frustrated by it, but two. I mean, even though I'm not a black woman, <laughs> I, I feel like imitation is the serious form of flattery. Yeah. And like black women, y'all got to feel like y'all the shit for like y'all have this whole group of people trying to be like y'all, trying to look like y'all, trying to date y'all's men because, you know what I mean? Like y'all the shit. Like that. that's how I feel, the, the flattery portion. But then I feel like uh, kind of frustrated. I'm like... Y'all bullshitting. <laughs> like, y'all y'all out here, like, trying to be someone you're not and trying to make it seem like it's, matter of fact, to answer your question, it's not just um, black, white women because Dan, <laughs> my nigga Dan. Oh, Dan Rue. <laughs> Dan Rue. He, he is a white boy. <laughs> like, 
And he's out here not looking like that. Bro, I mean, I'm really surprised that he was allowed to just stay around in general this long because, like I told you, like, when he, he was dropping the N-word on a regular and people finally were like, some one of his, like one of his personal homeboys in New Orleans was like, bro, you're not black. Stop saying that. Mm-hmm. And he was really insulted. He was like, bro, I'm, I've been saying it. Like, that was his reasoning. And they were like, bro, you should stop. <laughs> you should stop. I'm going to tell you something, bro. You better rate this drink pretty high. It's hidden. It is hidden. It's hidden, boy. A little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hidden, but... No, nah, like that. That's how. I, so, man, it was a whole. What? What you want to say? Like, twenty women, thirty women, just Instagram models, famous, like f- fringe famous women, who just nigga fished. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Wait a minute. Is that like? I feel like that's a double entendre as well. Nigga fishing. Like catfishing, you're oh, tr- and then fishing yeah, for that. You're yeah, you're fishing for niggas at the same time. Like that's double entendre. Don't even ask me how. <laughs> don't even ask me how. Like damn, nigga fishing is slick hard now. Like, <laughs> you slick fucking with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm slick fucking with it now. That's a double entendre. Bro, These bro. niggas is smart. <laughs> bro, who were the in that uh, like a shame that people do not get like any credit with social media? Like, oh no. I mean that term is some somebody came up with it and it's yeah. gone. Like you're never gonna be relevant for that. Every single thing is like it's crowdsourced like but no i created this shit <laughs> like i created this um real quick tangent do you remember speaking of speaking of work i i randomly text you i was like bro do you ever like be trying to get credit for something at work and you can't get credit bro. for it bro bro at work man i will literally like somebody be like yeah that was that was a good i did like run with it then like we'll get to a point be like man this is working so well and shit and i'd be like Y'all know who, like, started like, this. Right? Me. Like, like, you, hey, like, I'm just like, that's a very big conundrum for me. Like, how do you, like, say that? Like, hey, this was my idea. Like, without saying, this is my idea, like, give me my credit. You know what I mean? So, like, that that's random. But, like, that that's... Bro, so, with me, I don't think that's, like, ever happened much at work because I'm, like, I'm if I come up with an idea, I'm going to send out to the whole team. Sure. Like, Hey, this would be dope. Like I don't, I don't really even leave room for chance. But I know it's happened to my girl. Yeah. And Beret was telling me that story, and she was hot. <laughs> like, cause it was very much so. Like, they have a weekly meeting that you know, I think has been a little stagnant. And mm-hmm. so she was suggesting, you know, inviting whoever this person was was going to really be impactful. And she was like, I think it'll be great. Sure. And it'll be you know good for both sides, both parties. And so the person came in, whoever it was, and spoke and did a really good job with their team meeting. Everyone loved it. Mm. Her supervisor and and her supervisor, supervisor both stood up and was like, thank you. This is so important. I'm glad we thought of this. And, while, <laughs> and bro, she said, like, first off, I know how extra she is. <laughs> yeah. And I can tell from the way she was telling the story. She was, like, looking around the room like, nigga. Like, bro, you know. <laughs> And so, like, every time she tells me a story, I'm just like, I'm so happy she didn't lose her job that day. Because I for sure thought, like, when she told me a story, this was going to end badly. Yeah. But, nah, it would have me hot. I couldn't deal with that. And so, like, being in marketing and, like, the innovative, like, thinker. Oh, uh, yeah. You so, like, think- I think of so, I'm the idea man. And so, But I can't imagine in marketing, your idea, it, it's not like 
I work in the tech world, so it's like my idea is probably not innovative. It's probably a way to improve our process sure. or something. For you, your idea is literally what everybody came there to do today. Yeah, yeah. No, I would lose it. And so, like, when 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 people forget it, I'm just like, man, I don't want to be like that guy. But like, no, I would have been. Hey, hey, bro, like, hey, you remember who decided to do this? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, y'all, how do I how do I let y'all know without having to nigga fish y'all niggas? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like I'm, I'm slick finna start using that. Nigga I mean, fishing. yeah, that, I mean the term has definitely grown on me in the past like two minutes. This nigga trying to nigga fish, <laughs> <laughs> just dropping that hole. In yeah, yeah, it does feel good. <laughs> it does feel good. <laughs> and another thing I want to talk about was Taylor Rooks for the listeners that uh, aren't, I guess, familiar with her. Taylor Rooks Your is girl. a, she's a sports. I don't know if it's anchor or broadcaster. Yep. Uh, she covers. I think correspondent. Most, correspondent. I think. Mm-hmm. She's covered, I know she's covered football and basketball, mm-hmm. but I think right now her focus is on basketball. Um, she formerly worked with the Big Ten Network, um, Sportsnet, and CBS. But Do you her, know how old she is? She's, uh, she was born in 92, so oh, 26-ish. Yeah. Um, I thought she was older than that then. Very pretty young lady by any like stretch. Like I mean, I think she's universally really attractive. Yep. Um, and she works currently for Bleach Report. Mm-hmm. And so what she's been doing, I think her, I think what she's been seeing the most more recently is from her podcast. And so you kind of got the vibe that she's getting now from the same thing that she's doing, or you get the vibe that she's, you get the same vibe, sorry, from what she was doing with her podcast as you do now with her interviews with Bleacher Report. She goes around a different team and does media teams and does media coverage and just, you know, has like one-on-one interviews with the players. And uh, she's very knowledgeable in the sport. She's not like... You know, she, she she doesn't deserve to be insulted at all for, like, any mm-hmm. lack of knowledge on the sport. She does yep. a really good job, great coverage, asks great questions. Like, I can't – I don't really have any knocks on her. Yep. But what we have to realize is in sports, it's such a young man's game now, like, especially <clears> basketball. <throat> like, a lot of times the best players on these teams are 20 and 21 years old. And mm-hmm. so a lot of them just don't have that composure. <laughs> or even maybe some of them do, and you just get to see them in their rawness. But – when I tell you Taylor Rooks has so many of these athletes flustered that they really just be saying shit. Like, shit. Bro, and so most recently was went viral. Is she had an interview with uh, one of the better players for the Boston Celtics, Jalen Brown. Um, she asked him, he's currently, I think, 23. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, by the time you're 30. 28. 28. I, I was say 28. <laughs> by the time you're 28, how many championships do you going to have? He said five. I just want that to sink in. Five, meaning he's going to go five for five. The Warriors, who are like... So he's 22. So he's, no, he was saying he was going to go five out of six. Five out of six. So he yeah. gave himself one, be- one off one. year. He's from Marietta, Georgia. Damn. Right there that explains it. That yeah. explains it. <laughs> that explains it. So basically, he started rubbing his knees. He's like, yeah, about five. <laughs> and like everybody in the sports world was like, all right, come on, dog. Like five. Yeah. And so everybody attributes to, you know, it's just like how when you be around a fine girl, you just be lying. And, yeah. and that's what he was doing. Because the Warriors, who are all like revered as one of the most talented teams ever, of all time. are currently, what, three out of four? Let's say they win this year. That's four out of five. And then everybody knows somebody has to go. Like, just, yeah. like financially and just the way the pieces work, they're going to have to lose a big piece. So you are, are already saying, bar none, this one year, I would assume, is the year that he feels like they're going to lose or he thinks they're going this year. I he thinks they're going to win five out of six somehow. I don't know what, how it's stra- structured for him, but five out of the next six are his. Do you think it's a, uh, 
Do you think it's more of him having a false sense of confidence, or do you think he was like, you think the Taylor Rooks effect? Happened? Oh, he was shook. Like, yeah, it, like, I mean, if, if that was an old white lady, like, he wouldn't have been doing all of that shit. Like, he, I mean, he's what, like I said, 22, and he just turned 22, and she is, what did you say, 26? Yeah. Like, so that's a beautiful upperclassman. <laughs> like that you're trying to impress. You know what I mean? That's a Slick. you're a freshman, she is senior, yeah, yeah. and he's trying to impress her, like, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm gonna get about five. About five, or six. five I'm gonna Philly. be I'm gonna be the MVP out of you know oh Kyrie, Kyrie. get him. You, yeah. you like him? Jason Tate. I mean he's straight. He cool. He but, cool. But you know, some people say he be crying too much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He always he, hurt. He always seen me last year. You ain't see me? Yeah. So oh, that's what he was on. Like, like right. Coach say, I'm going to be the number one. Lost <laughs> in the sauce, bro. You, like, you could tell. And everybody just talking about him rubbing his knee the whole time. Bro, he like, said that I'm lying. Yeah, run, bro. just like, I'm lying. I don't even believe what I'm saying, but you're beautiful and I'm trying to impress you. Bro, have you bro. ever seen her interview with Michael Beasley? Oh, yeah. He's he's he's, he's an idiot. He's slow. But he was yeah. lost in the sauce, too. Yeah. Like, and then, <laughs> I don't know if he's just slower. he's lost Well, in the it's sauce. funny because it's one of those things that we have to work on as men as far as just like, Having conversation with women and just having like conversations this is not every time isn't you know you shooting your shot and with her typically with the NBA players that's how it comes off yeah and so he had what was funny is Michael Beasley's an idiot yeah um but he had that let me school you real quick baby let me explain this mm -hmm. to you yeah <laughs> like he had that kind of sauce he was trying to give her I remember and that. sounded crazy with his wristwatch on his ankle oh he had multiple wristwatches on uh, him. maybe one on each ankle yeah, or something something yeah I was just like dude is crazy like what is <laughs> so <laughs> imagine having a Rolex on your ankle on your ankle bro like you really high bro you high high <laughs> like, what was he telling her that the the world was uh, the earth was square. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it was. But he just was like, I'm like, bro, y'all really sound dumb being sound this confident. Like, he really had that. No, 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 I got to explain it to you. I got to explain this to I understand. you. I know you don't understand this, baby. Yeah, like, so, but you're, you're right, though. I, I think, you know, men have to do that better in general. But I think specifically within sports, it's even more so like that because they used to getting every woman that they want. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, so that's just oh, arrogance. Yeah, so like, I know you want me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I know you, you beautiful. I'm like, I'm, I'm an NBA I'm player. Me. Yeah, I'm a me. I'm me. I'm me, so like, I know you want me. So it's like, in general, we got to get better than that. But like, especially in sports, it's probably pretty tough oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, it's probably terrible. Yeah. But uh, also keeping it a buck, uh, we've been having a pretty good episode. I'm glad you're here. But I'm be real with you. This is probably the last episode you're gonna be on, just because I can't fuck with you like that no more. What you mean, bro? Yesterday, we did the wing challenge. Woo! Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Still recovering, bro. For for those that aren't familiar, you should look up Hot Ones. It's a series that Complex has where mm -hmm. uh, they interview, and it's becoming pretty big. Like most people stopped there on their press runs now. Yep. Um, it's a series. What's the host name? Uh, Sean Evans. Sean Evans. He sits down with uh, different guests. And they <laughs> watch the DJ Khaled episode. Oh, yeah, that's a great place to start. And then you followed up with Yachty. <laughs> but they uh, converse over different levels of hot wings. And they have like the hot sauce present, and they'll show you when they're going up yep. a level. But I mean, when you see it, you know, people are so extra and dramatic that you just assume I'm straight. And I'm Nigerian. So, you know, I'm like super yeah. confident. Yeah. This ain't no Agbano soup. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> That shit was different. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I made it 9 out of 10, which is very disappointing. I was mad that I didn't make it to the 10th one. Yeah. And I honestly, I could have, like, in the sense that 
I could have like got it into my mouth. Not in the sense that like, yeah, I would have been straight. Mm. Like, bro, no matter what you drink, no matter what you eat, it's just there. And it just keeps getting hotter and hotter, bro. And I was sweating, bro. And it was just like, hey, this shit ain't for play. Yeah. So I, I hope you take a little bit of pride in this, is that I've had one, two, three, four, five friends. None of them have been able to finish. Um, and you're the second Nigerian. Um, we had a Persian. Um, and then, you know, a white guy who didn't make it far at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, so yeah, that that hot wing challenge is fun and it's not so fun yeah, at I was all. That shit was not fun. It's not so. Like I said, it, it was the coolest thing being able to do that. We did it as part of our press run for the uh, for our C my CEO. He put out a book, mm -hmm. and so I was able to interview my CEO. Uh, usually, ask him ten questions with ten hot wings, and just to give you some context, the tenth one. So the hottest a fresh jalapeno is uh, is hottest. It's Scoville units is how you measure it. It's at 5,000 Scoville units. The 10th wing uh, is at 357,000 Scoville units. So I'm, I couldn't do it, bro. I wanted to so bad. 307,000 units hotter than a fresh jalapeno. If you took a bite into that, that's what that oh hottest wing God. is on. Um, and, and so it's not pleasurable at all. But what it does is it lowers. So the coolest part about that show is People try to come on there, and their first couple of wings, they got this facade. They got that facade of like they're, you know, most most famous people. They're playing a role, especially entertainers, and so they're playing a role. They're like, I'm DJ Khaled, I'm Lil Yachty, whatever it is. And by you get to six and seven wings, that falls out, and you find out who You're the real, real who the real person is. And that's what's so cool about it. As they're asking them them those deep questions, and so they're vulnerable. And so I think that's really cool. I was, I was able to have a really vulnerable moment with my CEO. And I was like, you know, I was looking across from him. I'm like, he's sweating. He ended up uh, vomiting. <laughs> and uh, it was just like, who else gets to do this? So I was, it was pretty privileged. I think I'm the new Sean Evans, as a matter of fact. Justin Sean Evans Woods. That's my name. I was going to. So initially, I thought about doing it live on air and recording as we did it. But I just feel like I'm just going to cuss a million times mm -hmm. and scream. And I mean, that's very accurate to what happened. So. Yeah. I, I mean, it'll be some clips out there. Raven recorded, of course. She and, just loves to see me struggle. In my sixth time <laughs> doing it, I still ran outside in the freezing cold. Uh, you didn't know that, did you? I, I saw you oh, leave, but I, I mean, I, I wasn't like, concerned. I did like... <laughs> I was not concerned. I was like, bro, I if did, you got to go, I got to go. Like, I whatever did, he's doing, I'm, I did sprints, and I was like hurting. Like my, my it, like you said, it's residual. We had uh, Hawaiian bread, honey, milk, almond milk, um, water, <laughs> Uh, and ice cubes, whatever we needed, and, and it was hurting. It was hurting. Bro, I was really mad. That's I think that's the feeling that I was most surprised about. It was a real, a real frustration and anger with the fact that it won't, go, it doesn't go away. And like every time you think minutes it goes later, away, an hour later, you still feel it getting hotter. Yeah, and it's like, bro, what the fuck? Like, why is this still happening? Yeah, and I just kept asking that out loud. Like, I just was like, this doesn't <laughs> make sense. Like, I went a bit angry. So look out for the clips. Um, it's funny. Slash not funny on our end. It hurt. It was really painful. Um, this is a whole 24 hours later, and I'm still hurting. So, uh, you know, your our loss is your gain. <laughs> right. Uh, we got the holiday season coming up. Do you have anything dope or, like, have you done dinner? Have you done, like, Thanksgiving dinner? Are you going to do that with uh, your girls' people? No. Uh, so... What I'm looking forward to most is obviously, you know, one of my good friends, C Real. He's, he's getting married. Club man. Rocker. Club Rocker. Like, that's that's my main man. And, like, you know, obviously you were able to see it even earlier on, but just, you know, 
That's this, gonna be a lot. That's gonna be a movie. See their relationship and, and to get it to this point, it's, it's amazing. Why are you it's talking amazing. like that? Because I'm like excited. <laughs> like I'm excited. I like weddings, bro. I'm 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 that guy who the one guy who like like I like this. <laughs> like yeah. and then the literally the following week at the same very location, uh, AC uh, from um, the After Five podcast. He's getting married too, so it's gonna be lit. Yeah, right after Thanksgiving, that's gonna be turned. That it, it, man. I love this time of year, man. Like just family, food. <laughs> I get to put on the extra pounds, put a hoodie on it, and keep it pushing. You know what I mean? Like it gets dark, I get to go home and go to sleep. Like I don't have to try to look good for the beach. None of that. Like I'm just like <laughs> forget just it. I'm just eating as much as I want. I get to hug my mom as much as I want. Like so, like I, I really am um, and go see lights. You know, it, it's a nostalgic family type of time of year, and I, I love the holiday season. Do y'all have uh, potlucks for like the holidays? Yeah, at work. Yeah. How, like, what's your strategy going into those? Um. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I work at basically an all white company. Right. Right. So you know you gotta like really be careful about what you're eating. Oh, and then bro. I a thousand percent understand. <laughs> it's like you can eat some trash that people think is great. Yeah. Um. So like I I kind of like go towards when people like oh I just got this fried chicken from Kroger. Okay, I trust that. You know what I mean? Like even though that's not what I want, I can just, do that. I can like, do yeah. that. But like if you got some freaky, you know what I mean? Macaroni. Like we always joke about it. Just throwing raisins in some shit. <laughs> like I'm like. No. <laughs> like, every time I'm like, no, and this Barbara comes out of nowhere. Yeah. She's like, hey, have you tried it? I'm like, yeah, Barbara. Like, <laughs> fire. Fire. You're the best. <laughs> Bro, I got a couple strategies. Like, for one, you have to, if it's possible, you got to get on the committee. Oh, yeah. 100%. If that's if that's, if that's that's even an option, mm-hmm. get on the committee off top. Yep. But uh, I'm not on the committee in my job because HR pretty much does it. But, sure. um, I mean, so... If they they typically will cater the main stuff like the turkey and dressing. Oh, cool. you, you already know, you catered already know you're there, and then everything else like sides wise is, uh, you know, potluck style. Mm. So number one, whatever you like the most, yep. you either cook it yourself or get like somebody you trust. You're like one of your people to cook it. Yeah, you're good. Then your one or two people at work that you mess with, you know, they clean. They can yeah, probably yeah. cook. You get their stuff. From there, I don't fuck with none of that shit. Like I skip like I skip like 70% of the table. <laughs> Especially because, and then what I tried to get them and what we did one year, I was like, oh, we should make it a contest. I only wanted a contest so you can put your names on your shit. Yeah. So I know to skip the people oh, who don't wash their hands. That was strategic. But you really have that to have a strategy really going into it. That was really good. Because, like, I mean, if you've gone to the bathroom and just seen like oh, bro, man. people will walk the fuck out with no problem. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, you're gonna cook something. Yeah. I'm straight. I'm so, sure. And, and that's a good point. I, I tell you what, most of the time I focus on flavor, but that's a good point. Just cleanliness. Just Hell nah, bro. are you even clean? Like, but uh, but yeah, no, I I I I I try like a lot of people's stuff just to make them feel good, but I'm probably risking my health. Bro, if you're not a supervisor, <laughs> and then if, then if you're a supervisor, it'll be minimal. But if you have any store to do, store uh, stall to door action, I don't speak to you no more. Oh sure, stall to door action meaning if you leave the stall and go straight to the door, mm-hmm. that's a different level of disgusting. I can't fuck with you. Like yeah. you're already nasty if you know you just hit the urinal and dip out. But if you like, oh oh okay okay, if you yeah. drop the deuce and then oh, you, bro, oh bro bro bro, hey, <laughs> hey Slick, we can't even be friends. I can't fuck with you. You a at different all. type like, of nigga. You a like, savage. You you really nasty, bro. Bro, like, like I can't get down with that at yeah, all. Yeah yeah yeah. I don't mess with that. So like, and then you think about this: people making your food. Like 
You know what I mean? Like, I eat the potluck stuff, but like, if if I if I know that as like background, nah, I can't. But I mean, bro, I don't. So once you hit a company or an office that's over like fifty people, you like you don't know. Like, there's ah, so many people sure. you don't really know. Sure. Yeah, I don't rock with it at all. I'm super selective, and people notice it. Yeah, they for sure. They like you're a pity picky eater. <laughs> like, you know, I'm a bigger guy, so people are like taking back. Like, you don't really eat anything. I'm like, yeah, man, super picky. <laughs> like, I'm not <laughs> fucking with your shit. I like, you know what I like? I like getting the, uh, I like eating the the white girl stuff that has a black boyfriend. I don't know if you guys got any of those at your office, but like I'm we like, probably have a few, but I don't know. So like, when when I know those type of things, I'm like, ah, yeah, you you already pre-approved. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you good, you good. Like I, I got somebody who already done checked your shit and, <laughs> and made like, sure it was yeah, acceptable. Yeah, you good. So like those people, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna go. You good? You checked off? But like, then I, I end up usually trying older people stuff too because like I, oh, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be trusting like even if it's an older white woman i'd be trusting her stuff most of the time like older white southern woman i'm like she could be paula it, dean <laughs> like you know what i'm saying <laughs> she might hate niggas but she might put a lot of butter in her shit it might taste Bruh, good have you ever seen cedric's the entertainers uh skit on paula dean was he not in nashville with that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. tsu's band and everything i think that's crazy yeah Bruh, but yeah i've seen that it. shit had me dying why was he in nashville I don't know. Shout out to the Ville. We shout talking. out to the Ville. 615, baby. <laughs> oh, shout out to them Titans. Titans. Shout out to Nate B from the After Five podcast. Huge Patriots fan. Take that L, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> take that. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Have you even been on, have you been on any dope uh, movies, uh, new music, or books or anything? Oh, so movies-wise, the only movie I've seen recently uh, is Halloween. I think me and you were talking about it. You but said it was good. It was actually good. It was actually good. And so with the context that I have seen all the Halloween movies recently as, you know, obviously we were in Leading October. Yeah. yeah. And so like this one is clearly the best. It's got, it's even got a huge plot twist, which these things are pretty simple on plot. Is it going to take the mask off? It's a huge plot twist. Okay, I'll wait for uh, it. I'll look into it. And uh, I cannot wait. Me and you were talking about, I cannot wait to see Widows. Oh, Widows looks heat. Widows yeah, is Widow. going to be yeah. absolute heat. Viola Davis, uh, Paperboy, <laughs> <laughs> the boy from Get Out, slash. Bro, Dan, the, bro, I've really got to learn these names. Bro. Slash the dude from Black Panther who turned on Black Panther. Yeah. Asshole. Like, after one day, because he couldn't get the white dude. Yeah, bro, was tripping. Yeah, he was tripping. Um, so, like, I can't wait to see that, but I saw Halloween was a good movie. I can't wait to see Widows. Uh, Books-wise, I'm reading right now The World As It Is. Uh, it's, it's like a 400-page book, which I, I normally don't do, yeah. but uh, it's uh, from Obama's like main speechwriter in national security. Is that one of the um, guys from the Positive from America? The, yeah, so like, and he, bro, so he went to actually school really quickly. He went to school to be a creative writer. So like Whoa. he's like like even though it's like Still real writing, stuff, but even though it's like like stuff that we know, like this is what we thought about Syria. So that's already cool. Like the thought process that went into it in the background, but like he's a great writer. So it's like it's almost like a novel. Like I want to keep reading it. Yeah. So like it, it, it's interesting. So I I love that book. Uh what, what, you, what you got going on? It's called uh The World As It Is. The World As It Is. I'll look into that. Um Bro, movies wise, I said the hate the hate you give, which mm -hmm. was really good. I read the book yeah. first, and I mean, as an adaptation of the book, it's pretty flawed. I'm probably gonna sit down with Raven and have like some type of bonus content where we discuss it because the book was, 
I mean, the book was amazing. Yeah. And the adaptation of it as a movie, it leaves out a couple of struggles and a couple of key points that I know probably, it probably just lengthwise, it was difficult to try and bring that all together. But How, how long was the book? Maybe 300 pages. Mm. Somewhere around there. Yeah. It was a long read. But I mean, it was... It was is very, this a real story or no? No. But it is a real story at the same time. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> like, mean, it just... It's every, it, it's every yeah, day in America, yeah. pretty much. And it just layers on things that I didn't think about. Like, you hear a lot of... You hear a lot of... And it's typically people who come from some sort of privilege who say, you know... Why is the racism discussion happening now? Like I've Ooh. never, it's never been a thing. Ooh. And if you really think back to it, like as a person of color or a minority, you always knew it was a thing, mm. but it was never like a school thing. Like it was never like I go to school and we discuss this type sure. of situation. It never really separated me at school. Like in my school, people from all types of backgrounds and you know, um, MLK, yeah, yeah. And economic backgrounds, racial backgrounds, religious backgrounds. All of us were friends. Like it really was like that. And so to think of now, with it being an academic magnet and having really smart kids, thinking about it now, where you're gonna be, like we were always aware of pol politics and things that were mm -hmm. going on. So I think it would be crazy now to have to be that age and it, like it be right in your face of everybody. Yeah. So where is a discussion point? And so it explores that. Explores like growing up in the hood. I mean. Mm. Police brutality, you know, yeah. just all that. And it's like, it's it's a really present day story for things that as an adult you don't think about, but you sure. can probably empathize with at the same time. Yeah. Um. So that was a dope movie. TV, I'm watching The Sopranos. I'm an HBO oh, yeah, thought. Yeah, you just started. Yeah, yeah I'm an HBO thought. So, how far? You season one, right? You still season one? I'm, I'm at the top of season two. Ooh, you've been flying through. Bro, how long is was it? 30 or four or hour episodes? Bro, they're long. So it's kind of like uh, Game of Thrones where I think mm. it's regularly 45 minutes to an hour. But, like, if it's a big storyline yeah. issue going on or a big conflict being addressed, it'll be an hour and a half. Like, yeah. bro, it's shit is crazy. But it's really well written. And there's so many metaphors. Like, it's just like The Wire where you're going to – I know I'm going to have to watch it two or three times because yeah. you watch it one time just to get the general, like, story. Mm. Then you watch the second time to see, like – you know, maybe it's a um, modern day version of Shakespeare, yeah, or just the metaphors. Like, bro, it's 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 so hard. Like yeah. HBO, that's something I always have. Like, they gonna always get my money, bro. I rock with HBO too. And then, bro, I've been reading Americana for I don't know how long. <laughs> oh bro. shit, you have, been bro. Reading. I don't know how long I've been reading, reading Americana, Americana for. Like, if I showed you how far I would be, it's so, <laughs> it's so sad. But I'm gonna finish that. Hopefully, I want to finish that this month. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna try and get the. Um, the Alchemist in this month too. Like I was, bro, I started the year off so well. I think I did like four books in January and then like three in February. Mm. And then like, bro, maybe in March or April, I started Americana. So like, damn nigga. Bro, what? no, I've been, like, maybe not March, April, but for sure before the summer. Yeah. Like damn. I was reading it all through the summer and like, it legit is not, bro. Like, uh, shout out to Kayla. My sister Kayla has been asking me like, Bro, I'm trying to read the book. Yeah. Like, let me get it. And I'm always like, yeah, 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 I'm going to finish it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's read, like, three books since then. And yeah. And was like, my nigga, like, are you going to read it or just give it up? And I'm I'm being an asshole because I really should just pass it, but I'm trying to finish it, bro. All right. Is this your best reading book? I mean, best reading year of, like, of your life or what? I mean, no, no, no. One point reading was, like. Was life. Yeah, yeah. reading was life. Yeah. But, I mean, it, probably in my adult life. Yeah. This, yeah. I mean, for sure. So, I'm probably, like, 10 or 12 books this year. Bro, this is probably I'm the most proud of myself I've ever been. Like, I'm never proud of myself. You've been going ham. Bro, like, I don't even want to say, I've read 47 books this year. That's, like, and I never damn. have been a reader, bro. Like, I've never been, like, even when I was, like, 
in high school, childhood, like when everybody was reading Harry Potter, it was never my thing. And like, I just literally said, you know what? I'm about to read 50 pages every day for like the rest of the year. And like that started in like February. So I'm going to read 50 pages. So it was like, I'm going to do 50 pushups every day for the rest of the year. Yeah. See what, see where I get. And like, bro, like I've just been like cranking them out. And it's just like, I'm this the most proud of myself I've been about some shit. Was that Abraham Lincoln book you read? Was that this year? Oh yeah, which I is, remember like, that being the one that was like, all right, this shit this, is hard, bro. Like that shit was like 600, 700 pages. Yeah, I'm that. like, bro, and that's not me, and it's not a narrative. It's real life, and like that's what makes it probably even worse for me. I'm not reading like you know what I mean novels, novels. Like yeah. I'm not reading fun shit. Like and I wish I kind of were, but like. I, I end up getting it's crazy. I end up getting like uh distracted when I read novels. Oh yeah, your mind like wonders something. Yeah. Do I in my mind so that's one thing <clears> I'll say about the hit you give. I'm always disappointed by movie adaptations because the picture I paint in my mind is mm, the shit. Like yeah. it's like, ain't no budget. Like yeah. <laughs> I got whatever actor. Like I don't even have an actor. I have this person yep. that I have created that is this person. <laughs> but the hate you give bodied that shit Ooh. like the way i envisioned the house that they had was perfect yeah um the actress was spot on and then there's sometimes like people you just are aren't aren't uh main characters that you don't really uh, invest that time into mm -hmm. and one of them was a lawyer and they had Issa ray and i was like damn Issa ray was in the movie yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't know that it's i mean bro they they shout out to Issa ray I'm they did her. a pretty good job with the movie i can't i can't shit where's she them. from in africa Issa Rae? Yeah, I want to say she's, like, East African. Like, I want to say she says, like... Bro, I'm pretty sure Issa Rae is from, like, L.A. Yeah, of course, nigga, she's from L.A. Where's her family from? That's oh, her. oh, like, her, like she's, like, second generation American? Yeah, I thought so. Maybe bro, I, I really could... think Issa Rae is, like, a hood nigga, bro. I don't think so, bro. I mean, uh, she is, but, like, I feel like her family's from something. I don't think they are. Um, Let's see. Please don't let me be wrong. Please don't let me be wrong. Uh, Come... Ray's birth name, Joisa, comes from a combination of the names for her grandmother's Joyce and Iseu. So that might. Come on, baby. Ray. I mean, like, this nigga's not. I want to say her dad is like. Oh, so her dad is uh, from Senegal. Thank you, God. I did not want to be wrong on air. Whew. Yeah, and her mom is. Uh... She's from Louisiana. Oh, shit, and her parents met in France when they were both in school. Damn, that's some good shit right there. Yeah. And she went to, like, Harvard, if I'm correct. Oh, she lived in Senegal for a minute during her childhood. Really? So, yeah. And then her father started a medical practice in Inglewood. <laughs> hey, she, hey, that's a wild story. Hey, like, that's a wild life. Let me tell you something. I was going to say this as you were saying about MLK. Bro, diversity is so big. Growing like, up. Like, growing up, and, like, I realized that, like, like I, a lot of who I am is a testament to being around diverse, eclectic, like, people in my youth. Like, it's crazy. Bro, to go back and harp on a previous conversation we had, it's so important because of, like, that's one of the small things that give you power in life that you don't realize. Like, I've never thought my life of, of my my experience of diver, uh, diversity gave me this power and one up on people. I just never really thought about mm -hmm. it. Bro, there's this guy at my job, and he really is, like, the source of all my annoyances mm -hmm. at work. He is, I mean, he's a minority. He's not black, but he's uh, a minority. Yeah. And so um, because my coworkers don't, didn't grow up with a sense of diversity, he's kind of the gatekeeper to, like, bullshit. Uh. <laughs> like, anytime, like, there's an offensive joke or anything happens in the media, if he's okay with it, he opens, like, the floodgates. Yeah. 
for them because they have no sense of diversity to say this is wrong, this is right. Yeah. He is really their North Star. Mm-hmm. And, bro, he be pissing me off, bro. Like, like the he be joke. messing it up for you. Oh, my God. Like, shit that they would never say because they think, oh, that could be offensive. He's yeah. like, oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. And so now they're like, oh, if he says it's okay, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you're right. It's it's a power, man, like having that diversity. And I never realized it. And what it does, more so than anything, is it allows you to connect with so many different people. It allows you to, like, identify, like, with so many people, different, so many different people's struggles um, and, and what they're going through it's because you've like experienced it with so many like different variations and, and like I think diversity I, I never realized like you know I don't think even think my mom was like making a conscious effort to do to like give me a diverse upbringing right. but like it's what what's allowed me to thrive and like what's allowed me to like think outside of just this narrative or just this upbringing you know so I, I think Diversity, that's, that's one of the things I'm going to try to do with my child as well. But also, I definitely, uh, before we close, definitely want to give a shout out to a new podcast, The Red Couch Chronicles. Um, this week, they launched their pilot episode and they introduced who they are. And they also touch on a few topics such as ghosting, cuffing, seizing, dancing in a club in today's age and flourishing young kings. Oh, that's lit. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also try and give you something to give you through the week uh, with their everything is everything segment. And uh, they just are really thankful for all their listeners. They launch every Sunday. I know their pilot episode is up now. Oh, uh, definitely go check them out. It's the Red Couch Chronicles, and you can find them on SoundCloud. Bro, I'm ready for ads. That was so good. I mean, it's going to definitely require some editing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to start getting them ads off. Yeah. But I definitely got to get into this drink rating. Like you said, the mirror. Yeah. Meaning that technically, you know, this is partially me too. So, I mean, it's <laughs> already so starting off at a nine. <laughs> But the blended is hard. Like, the drink blended is super hard. Um, but with the mango being in there, the mango is such a subtle fruit, mm-hmm. we probably should have added, like, a sweetener in there. Yeah. But, I mean, like you said, I'm, like, a co-contributor you know, a contributor on this. So, 9.5 <laughs> for sure. The mirror effect. Law number five on the 48 Laws of Power. <laughs> I don't know if it's five. <laughs> but it is heat, though. Um, that's something I learned uh, when I was not really drinking sodas and stuff. Something that you can do in your like drinks when you're drinking is freeze your fruit and give it a little fruit, a little flavor to it. And it's pretty dope. Um so nine point five. Um as always I gotta thank the guests. Appreciate you Woods for coming through, bro. Thanks for having me. Like I said again, bro. It's it's always great to have these conversations with with your good friends, bro. Definitely it's fun. It's something I really enjoy doing every week. So it's always good. Having more people now. I think I'm gonna have an actual another repeat guest next week with a little bit of a twist. I won't go too far into that in case they cancel on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a real threat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it'll definitely happen because they're gonna be lit this week. But we'll see. Uh, definitely always, as always, have to thank the listeners. Um, please continue, like I said, to spread the word and share it. Uh, I'm gonna be, you know, doing some cool things on social media, and I have a really cool. Um, end of the year wrap up or review or whatever everybody's calling it. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I think that's going to be really fun. Check out the hot ones. See us struggle, laugh your ass off. Um, What I, what I told you once we got, once you got to one K I said, go and get two K. So we need, if you share it, tell your friends, tell anybody, everybody, tell tell everybody, Uh, my podcast, my show might not be the funniest, but go listen to somebody <laughs> else's. So you got something for everybody. 
we do literally have something for everybody. Um, but like I said, thank you again. Do you have any birthday shout outs? Uh, what month are we in? November? November, yeah. Uh, shout out to the pilgrims for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, <okay. laughs> shout out to the Native Americans. Shout out for the Native Americans <laughs> for sure. No, I don't, I don't got anything. All and right. Jesus Christ for December 25th, even though that's not your real birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, 8 of 5. Shout out to us for our charter day. Happy birthday, my cousin Bayo. Happy charter day, bro. Appreciate it. Happy birthday, Larry. Happy birthday to Sydney. Happy birthday to Corey. Happy birthday to Sama. And happy birthday to Brittany. Peace, y'all. Peace. Happy birthday, homie. For me? Yeah. Happy birthday, homeboy. For me? Yeah. Make a wish.